7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! We can. We can. Oh, my my volume. What's going on here? Oh, we can do it. Uh, welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, Worldwide Radio for Humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi. I'm having a constitutional crisis tonight, but <laughs> took some Pepto-Bismol, and I'll be okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just give it a little bit of time. Uh, I'm sure everything will come out all right, you know. We'll just do, you yeah, know, I'm have, sure. Have a little bit of fiber, and, you know, should be okay. Oops. And uh, tonight, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, as mentioned on Tuesday's show, uh, Rain and Bobber are going to see Randy Rainbow for the second time, a.k.a. Double Rainbow Experience. So uh, in their stead, uh, the lovely and talented dynamic duo, the Dream Team from, uh, uh, I almost said Washington, D.C., from Port St. <laughs> Lucie, Florida, on loan from Mike Check Radio, uh, Michelle Lagan, welcome. Glad to be here. And the also lovely and talented Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie. Hello, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. And I think we can all agree with Lindsey Graham uh, this week when he said... Trump is a fucking idiot. Thank you. Thank you, Lindsey. We appreciate that. So, and uh, yes, of course, Lindsey Graham said that in the bar hearing the other day, which was pretty hysterical because... You know, he, he said it in context. He was reading texts from, you know, Peter Strzok, I believe. And uh, and uh, he, he said that, and uh, I just want to thank him. Trump is a fucking idiot. Thank you, Lindsay. <laughs> I was, you know, I, I wonder if I That's could get a little... the ages. I, I really, really wonder if Lindsay will, will, you know, give me some more of that sweet audio. If you want more of this, you're not going to get it. Damn it! Come on. Are you sure? I mean, are you are you are you certain about that, Lindsay? From top to bottom. Oh, okay. Uh, Trump is a fucking idiot. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. That is yeah, just is. beautiful. So, uh, welcome, welcome, everybody. Uh, yeah. Oh, rest in peace, Peter Mayhew, as well. Uh, Indeed. He played Chewbacca yeah, in the sad. Star Wars films, so he was not in very good health, and he was quite old. So, um, so it is sad. It is sad because you know we're we're losing a lot of our icons. You know, I mean, we've been losing cast members from Star Trek and Star Wars and every other which way. Uh, you know, musicians, actors. Um, but it is sad. It is sad. But you know, it is the the cycle, the cycle that we are all part of called life. So, uh, 
Isn't that right, Lindsay? From top to bottom. Okay. Uh, I wonder if, if he means like from power tops to power bottoms or just because, you know, I mean, when you're in a position of power. All right. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hear what you're saying. I mean, if anybody is an authority on being a bottom, I would say uh, Lindsey Graham has the, yeah. Yeah, in in that case, he should say Trump is fucking an idiot. Trump is a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, let's go. And and you know what, Lindsay? Um, uh, I took that out of context. That out of context, but you know what? Blame yourself. Because you, what you know that clip is going to live in infamy on the internet's far far longer than the context of with which you said it. So that's good. Uh, so yeah, uh, we we've all kind of been following uh, Bob Barr, the uh, Attorney General. How long has he been in this job? What, eight months? No, no, no Bob no. Barr. Yeah, this, this this year, February. 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 It's amazing the shit he can't remember. Two to three <laughs> months. That's it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Because I, uh, uh, you know, because uh, uh, Sessions left. And we, it, they, oh, we had Rosenstein act is acting attorney general. That's what it was. That's why I'm confused. Um, so uh, this hearing, of course, you know, uh, as everybody knows, Bob Barr got the Mueller report, wrote an opinion letter about, it, said, nope, no obstruction, no obstruction whatsoever, nothing to see here, wiping my hands of the whole thing, and it was fucking disgraceful he's the From attorney Trump's he, perspective i'm pretty sure he thinks Barr's doing a great job yeah his personal attorney oh exactly you know it, i mean that's that's exactly what it is i mean this is mm -hmm. the you know Barr is supposed to be representing oh let me see is it one person or is it all american citizens i can't remember i always get mixed up on that yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah. Man, so bar, bar is I can't. What has to what what kind of a mindset does a you have to have? Because he's had a, I mean he's done some crap in the past with the uh, advising of giving pardons to the uh, crap under the 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 or was it Iran Contra? Oh boy, I don't know under uh, Bush. It was that it was something. Sounds he had a whole right? bunch of people. He advised George H. W. Bush to pardon a bunch of people. Mm -hmm. uh, what he did know, was yeah. What he did was Casper uh, Weinberger was already uh, indicted. <clears throat> what he did was he uh, convinced George H. W. Bush to avoid a trial in which evidence against George H. W. Bush would come out. Yep. The easy thing was to pardon Casper Weidenberger, which George H. W. Bruce did, for which William Sapphire of the New York Times, God rest his soul, who was a speechwriter for Richard Nixon, actually, said in the New York Times after that that William Barr is attorney general cover-up. Yeah. yeah. That was back in 1992. Wow. Yeah. So... So, but but the, but but Barr, as bad as that was, Barr was still an attorney general and had a legacy that wasn't nearly as 
bad as what he's doing now. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's just, wow. Oh, it's, it's history, profane. History is not going to be kind. Uh, let's hope not. Let's hope uh, the justice system isn't kind, too. Um, but uh, let's listen to some of the audio because we have a lot of it, and I want to get to it. And this is, uh, uh, I picked mostly women who were questioning Barr because they were doing the best work at uh, putting him in his place. And let's start with 2020 uh, hopeful Amy Klobuchar. And this is an absolute thing of beauty. And, of course, this Trump's panties got sucked all the way up into his large intestine when he heard this stuff. Because he was out there on Twitter freaking out. I got, I have a response from him uh, later about all this. But this is a long clip. This is about six minutes long from Amy Klobuchar uh, questioning Barr. I'll try and play this in two, uh, two segments of about three minutes apiece. So here's part one. I ask you if a president or any person convincing a witness to change testimony would be obstruction of justice. And you said yes. Uh, the report found that Michael Cohen's testimony to the House before it, that the president repeatedly implied that Cohen's family members had committed crimes. Do you consider that evidence to be an attempt to convince a witness to change testimony? No. I don't think that that... Uh could could pass muster those public statements he was making uh, could pass muster as subordination of perjury. But this is a man in the highest office, in the most powerful job in our country and he is basically, I'm trying to think how someone would react, any of my colleagues here, if the President of the United States is implying getting out there that your family members have committed a crime so you don't consider that any attempt to change testimony. Well, you, you have you have two different things. You have the question of whether there's it's an obstructive act, and then also whether or not it is a corrupt intent. I don't think general public statements like that have okay. well. Are, we could show that they would have sufficiently probable effect to to constitute. Okay. Well, then let's go to some private uh, statements. The report found that the president's personal counsel told Paul Manafort that he would be quote taken care of. This is in volume two, page one twenty three to. 24. Um, that you don't consider obstruction of justice. No, not standing alone, both for this, on, the, on both the same uh, reasons. And I think that is my point here. What? You look at the totality of the evidence. That's what I learned <laughs> when I was in law school. You look at the totality of the evidence in the pattern here. Look at this. The report found uh, that the president's personal counsel told Michael Cohen that if he stayed on message about the Trump Tower Moscow project, the president had his back. That's volume two, page 140. Right, but I think the, the council acknowledged that it's unclear whether he was reflecting uh, the president's uh, statements on that. Okay, the report found that after Manafort was convicted, the president himself called him a brave man for refusing to break. Yes, oh. and that is not and that is not uh, obstruction because the president's state the evidence. I think what the president's lawyers would say if this uh, were ever oh. actually joined. Oh. Is that the president's statements about flipping are quite clear and express and and uniformly the same? Which is by flipping, he meant succumbing to pressure on unrelated cases to lie and compose mm -hmm. in order to get lenient treatment on Again, other cases. That is 
Okay, I'm going to pause it there. That's about the halfway mark. What I think the president's lawyers would say is, Oh my God! He might as well have just said, I am the president's lawyer. I'm not doing this for the American people. What I think the president's lawyer would say, What? what, 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 I mean, that's insane. Yes, it is. Oh, God. What the president's lawyer would say is of no fucking consequence to what you are talking about. This is your decision as as attorney general, as in generally for everybody except the president. Yeah, he's the chief prosecutor in the country. And prosecutors don't really give a damn what the defendant's lawyers are going to say. Well, what I think they'd say is. Yeah, they don't really care. Wow. This is very blatant. And it falls right in line with there are times, there were times when uh, police officers were charged with um, abuse of power, mm-hmm. criminal, excessive, excessive violence, etc., and when they were brought, when the evidence was brought before a grand jury, it was the prosecution that was acting like the defense. This has happened before, and this is exactly what Barr is doing. There are times when that has happened, when, a, when they, the prosecution was pointing out evidence that helped support the, the police. And it's just really power protecting power yeah and that's what this is well what i think the the president's attorney would say is exactly what i'm saying seriously because i'm the (laughs) president's president's attorney oh I, i mean this was such a nightmare such a nightmare uh, this actually, I was talking to Kim Kim Williams via text the other day, and she's like, "I listened to that shit, and I got an idea for a special." And I was like, "Okay, let's let's do it. Let's talk." So, uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, anybody have anything else to add before we get back to the Klobuchar v. Bar? I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm okay. Joe, <laughs> good. All right, here we go. Not. Uh, it's a discouraging flipping in that sense is not obstruction. Okay, well, look at the pattern here. The, the report found that after Cohen's residence and office were searched by the FBI, the president told Cohen to hang in there and stay strong. The report found that after National Security Advisor Michael Flynn resigned, the president made public positive comments about him, and then when he cooperated, um, he changed his tune. During your confirmation hearing, I asked you whether a president deliberately impairing the integrity or availability of evidence would be obstruction. And you responded yes. And this is a different take on um, Senator Feinstein's question. Um, Would causing McGahn, the White House counsel, to create a false record when the president asked, ordered him uh, to have the uh, when McGahn, he told him to deny reports, right? He tells McGahn, deny reports uh, that the president ordered him to have the council fired. If you don't see that as 
as obstruction and directing him to change testimony, do you think that would create a false record to impair the integrity of evidence? Well, I said there, there, it fails on uh, the, the evidence would not be sufficient to establish any of the three elements there. First, uh, it's, it's not sufficient to show uh, a obstructive uh, act uh, because it is unclear whether the president uh, knew that to be false. In fact, the president's focus on the fact that I never told you to fire McGahn. Did I ever say oh. fire? I never told you to fire McGahn. McGahn's... Uh, McGahn's and I'm getting at something. It's about impairing the integrity of the evidence. I just see it as different. This is... Well, the the uh, second I, thing, there's no... It, it's hard to establish the nexus to the proceeding because he so, already had testified to the, uh, to the special counsel. He'd given his evidence. Mm-hmm. As the report itself says, there is evidence that the president actually thought and believed that the Times article was wrong. That's evidence on the president's side of the ledger, that he actually thought it was wrong and was asking for its correction. It is also possible, the report says, that the president's intent was directed at at the uh, publicity and the press. The government Ah. has to prove things beyond a reasonable doubt, and as the report shows, there's, there's ample... Uh, evidence on the other side of the ledger that would present prevent the government from establishing that. Okay, again, I look at the totality of the evidence, and when you look at it, it is a pattern, and that is different than having one incident. Amen, Amy Klobuchar. Amen! Amen. And double Nicholas Cage bullshit to bar. Bullshit. Bullshit. God. Boy, I want to see... Boy, I'll tell you, the... Uh, the razor he splits hairs with, I I want to I want that one. It's the atomic one. He could split an atom well, with that. He really can. He could be, do subatom subatomic particles. I mean, that man. He didn't tell them to fire uh, Mueller. He told him to remove him. Oh yeah, there was a there was another part. I I don't know if I have this audio or not. I might. I think it might have been part of. Um, Kamala Harris with with Barr, but at one point, somebody said, uh, "Did uh, Trump or anyone in the White House ever suggest that you, you know, start an investigation?" That was Kamala into- Harris. Okay, I have that then, so I won't spoil that because again, you, you, that's where the little razor blade comes in. Uh, the the subatomic razor blade comes in oh, but, handy. But he 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 went off on on firing. Because he said, well, he never told McGahn to fire Mueller. He told McGahn to remove him for cause. That would imply that there would be a continuing investigation with another special prosecutor. Uh, no, you dumb fuck. That's not what that means. If you, if you remove Mueller, that means you, the next person gets, you get to tell who's going to run the investigation. Yeah. So you have, in effect, ended it. And removing somebody and firing somebody, that's a difference without a distinction. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. It's like saying, um, all right, well, I'm going to either take a drink of my beer right now, or I'm going to consume a small portion of my beer. I didn't say drink. I said I'm going to consume a small portion with my mouth <laughs> and throat. I'm not... I'm not going to murder you. I'm just going to end your life. Yeah, 
Yeah, there you go. Uh. Uh. I mean, this is this is madness. This is madness. Um, I think we have enough time. Let's go ahead and play the Kamala Harris one. It's a little bit shorter than that one. I think that's the short. Yeah, that's only three minutes long. So let's listen to that. Uh, because, again, Amy Klobuchar, amazing job. Kamala Harris, amazing job. And Barr, just... I don't remember. Could you repeat the question? What's going on? Is that a question? I'm grappling with the... Um... I'm grappling with the word uh, suggested. I'm grappling with the word. Oh, he, 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 there, that fucker ain't grappled with nothing since the last time they took him to White Castle and he grappled trying to get the last slider in his, in his face hole. Um, he did it. I did it. Goal. Uh, so, okay, let's get back to Monster Bar. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, your turn. Attorney General Barr, has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, uh... Yes or no? Could you, could you repeat that question? I oh my it. God. Has the president or anyone at the White House ever asked or suggested that you open an investigation of anyone? Yes or no, please, sir. All right, some advice for Kamala Harris. Next time, don't don't say it so succinctly and clearly. Say it like a stupid monster, and then Barr will understand. Go like, eh, ah, oh, ah, 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 and then he'll get it. You know, just don't use real human words. Use you know, uh, fat greasy monster words, and and then he'll understand the first time around. So uh, anyway, continuing. Um, the president or anybody else seems you'd remember something like that and be able to tell us within the yeah, two months i'm trying to three months? grapple with the word suggest i mean uh, there have been discussions of of matters out there that uh they have not asked me to open a investigation but perhaps they've suggested i don't know i wouldn't say suggest hinted i, I don't know inferred you don't know okay um, oh my in your God! Twenty fourth summary. You wrote that quote after reviewing the special counsel's final report. But I will say that no one. Sir, I'm, not, I'm asking a question. Yeah. Shut up. In your March 24th summary, you wrote that, quote, after reviewing the special counsel's final report, Deputy Attorney General Rosenstein and I have concluded that the evidence is not sufficient to establish that the president committed an obstruction of justice offense. Now, the special counsel's investigation produced a great deal of evidence. Um, I'm led to believe it included witnesses' notes and emails, witnesses' congressional testimony, witnesses' interviews, um, which were summarized in the FBI 302 forms, former FBI Director Comey's memo, and the president's public statements. My question is, in reaching your conclusion, did you personally review all of the underlying evidence? Uh, no, we took and accepted. We accepted, did Mr. Rosenstein. Oh my no, God! We accepted the statements in the report as the factual record. We did not go underneath it to see whether or not they were accurate. We accepted wow. it as accurate and made our. So you our, accepted it, the report as the evidence? Yes. You did not question or look at the underlying evidence that supports the conclusions in the report. No. Did uh, Mr. Rosenstein review the evidence that underlines and supports the conclusions in the report? 
to your knowledge? Not to my knowledge. We accepted the statements in the report did and the characterization your, of the evidence is true. Did anyone in your executive office review the evidence supporting the report? No. No. Yet you represented to the American public that the evidence was not, quote, sufficient to support an obstruction of justice the evidence offense. Present, the evidence presented in the report. This is, not a, this is not a mysterious process. In the Department of Justice, we have pros memos and declination memos every day coming up. And we don't go and look at the underlying evidence. We, Sir, would you support... We take the characterization of the evidence as true. Seriously, I, I, I don't care about all that grumbling about pr- process procedure. He just flat out said, "Nope, we just read what we read, and we, that's it." He, he's got a problem. I didn't. I don't think I even read the whole thing. I don't know if I. I think I read a, a coloring book somebody put in front of me about food. First of all, there was a 19-page memo that he sent when he was a private citizen, I believe. Oh yeah, unsolicited. He mm-hmm. sent to Rod Rosenstein, which was his uh, actually his his uh, employment application. Yeah, it was a nineteen that page said, cover letter for his uh, job application. Exactly, and and, and he said uh, then that basically it is impossible for a president of the United States to commit obstruction. So of course you didn't look at the underlying evidence because you prejudged this case years ago. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, and and, all and you did was apply your stupid theory. Wait, yeah, wait till I get to the uh, Maisie Hirono audio. Ah, Maisie. Oh, Lindsey Graham. Oh, that 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 got him all flustered. Uh, I, I think oh, I the, actually the fainting couch was out. The oh yeah, yeah, I saw him. He went down fast. Oh yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so he went down from top to bottom right there. From top to he bottom. Those pearls. <laughs> he clutched right. those pearls and fell right on the couch. I just yeah. want to say about his his statement. The When she was t- telling him, uh, and he was saying, no, I did not look at the evidence. And then she read him his own quote about the evidence does not support blah 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 you know uh, you know obstruction you know whatever that is <laughs> that's problematic <laughs> that's a big problem when he's yeah. there saying no i didn't i didn't look at the evidence you know the backup evidence and then his other statement was the evidence does not support that that is him representing in one sentence i looked at the evidence and it doesn't support it and then the other sentence is i didn't look at the evidence I looked at what, you know, Mueller's conclusions were, and that was enough. So he's saying, yeah, total contradiction here. And that's going to come out later. Can I go now? I have to take a big pasta dump. (laughs) 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 I ate a pound and a half of mac and cheese before this. He's not taking a pasta dump. He's going to need a suppository if he had that much mac and cheese. Yeah. You know, jalapenos in it. I get a new impression, everybody. Bob Barr. Bob Barr. Low, gr- low grumbly and uh, without much inflection. Uh, I'm just doing what the orange guy did. He gives me fast food every time I go to the White House. Yeah, he took a job at the White House because he thought it was actually White Castle. That's what it is, I believe. So... <laughs> 
Yeah. Uh, so we uh, saw all those those fast food things lined up on the table for the football <laughs> players, and he. He well, he did that. Trump did that again for what college uh, women's college basketball. Yeah, the women's what? basketball. Yeah. Oh yep, my yep. god! And yep. somebody and, took a picture uh, of it and mocked him. They're like, "Okay, Donnie." Yeah, nobody ate it. I wouldn't. The women had the had the sense to say, "No, not touching that shit." No, no. So nope. anyway, well, we're we're gonna go to the break. We're gonna pick up where we left off because, as I said, I have the. Uh, Amazing audio from um, Senator Maisie Hirono, Democrat from Hawaii. It's a very long clip, so um, uh, I definitely want to play it all. And then we have some other responses from other people about this, including the fat man himself, uh, dirty, sleazy, crooked Donnie. And uh, and we'll have more on his, uh, his little conversation with his first BFF, Butcher, Vlad, you know, Mad Daddy Vladdy, um, his uh, his shirts versus skins partner. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, please let Donald be on shirts. Please let Donald be on shirts. So <laughs> I hope he's on armor. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, or one of those one of those pads where uh, you know they train military dogs with to jump at you. So. <laughs> One of those. Anyway, yeah. all right, we're going to go to the break. Uh, let me see what song we're going to play. I think we'll play, uh, since Bobber's not here, we'll represent uh, and uh, play a, a nice song for the nice people, The Heart. And here it comes right now. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. Turn up the night with me, Joe, and, of course, our special co-hosts, Miles and Michelle. Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's, that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com.
This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and a helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Coromall, host of the Tim Coromall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they killed Kenny, you bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime. Trump is a fucking idiot. Thank you, Lindsey Graham. That is, uh... <laughs> I love that bit of audio. Anyway, welcome back uh, to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, the weekend edition. Joining me, as always, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, also heard on the Tim Cormel Show. Can I say I agree with uh, Lindsey Graham? Thank you. From top to bottom. From top to bottom. Trump is a fucking idiot. From top to bottom. There you go. Yes. Uh, tippy top. Sometimes <laughs> tippy we say tippy top. Yeah, you know, sometimes there's, there's uh, you know, times. Tip top shape. We call it sometimes tippy top shape. From top to bottom. There we go. And, of course, the dynamic duo, the dream team, uh, the Galaxy Master, Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie. Welcome back, sir. Yes, indeed. Hello. 
And, of course, Michelle Lagon, the Rogue DM, uh, also here from Mike Check Radio. Welcome back. Yeah, uh, thank you for having me. I, too, agree with Lindsey Graham on that one statement. Probably just that one statement only. Oh, is that... Uh, 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 wait, what statement? Oh, I've forgotten already. Trump is a fucking idiot. That one? That's the one. That one, yes. Definitely. All right. That's okay. probably the only thing I would ever agree with that man on. Sure. There we go. Well, he used to say shit about Trump until, you know, um, Trump became president, and then he, you know, became a little, little lapdog. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of room on that lap there, Donnie. Um, so, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, and also uh, later in the show, briefly, briefly in hour three, um, we're going to discuss, since I'm not going to be available, I forgot... Uh, we have uh, Susan's best chum from uh, high school is relocated back to Ohio, and her birthday party is at her sister's house tomorrow, her surprise party. So, oh, God, I hope she doesn't listen to the show tonight. Um, but um, I don't, Oh, good, you blew it. I don't think she does. And, okay. if, and if she does, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Susan's other best friend from high school. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and uh but anyway yeah so we're going to a party tomorrow so i won't be uh on my check radio so we uh, but we already agreed since all four of us are in the game of thrones and with that we would get adam on uh in hour three to discuss the last episode a little bit i don't want to turn everybody off but we're still going to do mad libs don't worry we're just going to give kind of vague thoughts for you know 20 minutes or so on uh the last episode and then they'll do a more a deeper dive Tomorrow on Mike Check Radio. So, and we have to give Miles his props. Yes, yes. Miles for made it. Amazing prediction. I would, I would save that for Mike Check Radio because that gets into spoiler territory. And I think we should just go with the overall, you know, thoughts on the episode tonight. Um, and, uh, but yeah, they, 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 you know, yeah, since that was, yes. And I, I, I will uh, uh, extend a laurel and hearty handshake to you. Uh, <laughs> uh, Thank you. Yeah, um, I thought I'll I had tell that. You, I was stoked. I was stoked. But go ahead. That's oh no, story. yeah, I I was just gonna give you uh, uh, this real quick. It is my privilege to extend to you huh. a laurel and hearty handshake. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, but yeah, uh, so yeah, on the show tonight. Yep, winter's coming, all right. Yep. <laughs> It's actually a clip from the the Golden Age uh, uh, radio adaptation of Game of Thrones. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't search that. You won't find it. Uh, anyway, uh, so let's go ahead and get back into the audio. Uh, as promised, I have some excellent audio from Senator Maisie Hirono, uh, Democrat from the... Uh, yes, believe it or not, Republicans, Hawaii is a state. It has been for some time. I know you had a hard time believing it when we had our last human president, but Hawaii is actually a state. This one's a seven-minute clip, but it's awesome. And by the end, Lindsey Graham has just, you know, uh, completely, you know, did a wet thud on the floor. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, oh, oh, here's my wet thud sound effect. Yeah, there it is. That was that was Lindsey Graham. Uh, <laughs> he was like, "Oh my god!" Uh, but anyway, Maisie Hirono 
just giving her opening statement and then has a couple questions for Barr. Mr. Barr, now the American people know that you are no different from Rudy Giuliani or Kellyanne Conway or any of the other people who sacrificed their once decent reputation for the grifter and liar who sits in the Oval Office. (laughs) You once turned down a job offer from Donald Trump to represent him as his private attorney. At your confirmation hearing, you told Senator Feinstein that, quote, the job of attorney general is not the same as representing, end quote, the president. So you know the difference, but you've chosen to be the president's lawyer and side with him over the interests of the American people. To start with, you should never have been involved in supervising the Robert Mueller investigation. You wrote a 19-page unsolicited memo, which you admit was not based on any facts, attacking the premise no of facts. half of the investigation. I don't have facts. And you also should have up. insisted that Deputy Attorney General Rob Rosenstein recuse himself. He wasn't just a witness to some of the president's obstructive behavior. We now know he was in frequent personal contact with the president, a subject of the investigation. You should have left it to career officials. Then, once the report was delivered by the special counsel, you delayed its release for more than two weeks. You let the president's personal lawyers look at it before you even deigned to let Congress or the public see it. During the time you substituted your own political judgment for the special counsel's counsel's legal conclusions in a four-page letter to Congress. And now we know, thanks to a free press, that Mr. Mueller wrote your letter objecting to your so-called summary. When you called Mueller to discuss his letter, the reports are that he thought your summary was giving the press, Congress, and the public a misleading impression of his work. He asked you to release the report summaries to correct the misimpression you created, but you refused. When you finally did decide to release the report over a congressional recess and on the eve of two major religious holidays, you called a press conference to once again try to clear Donald Trump before anyone had a chance to read the special counsel's report and come to their own conclusions. All right, I'm going to pause it right there because that press conference we all talked about that. That was some that was some like nth level bullshit there. Loved it, and he can't do anything but sit there and take it. Oh, oh yeah. That's but her that, that, time, and she gets to spend it as she likes. Good job. Yeah, but that press conference that he held uh, on Easter weekend. Uh yeah. what the hell was that all about? I mean that that was just like trying to plan it in the news cycle, but fortunately it didn't stick. So, unfortunately, because a lot a lot of other things, um, you know, dominated the news from Easter, which is terrible. Yeah. But uh, but Joe, give us some of your thoughts on on the 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 opening uh, line of, well, the opening statement from Maisie Hirono here. There's two Maisies I've learned to love this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Maisie Hirono was the, was the second. <laughs> Maisie Williams uh, being the first. Yeah. Um, Maisie, um, Maisie's been on my, uh, high on my list uh, for a long time, but uh, she really, I mean, it had to be said. You're a liar. Mm-hmm. And I, a liar. I, I love the the fact that she drew a parallel between him and like uh, 
uh, Giuliani and Conway, you know, and, and, you know, Trojan Rabbit says, yeah, he had no decent reputation. I concur. None of those people had decent reputations before they started working for the liar and the grifter in the White House. And which I think is what I want you to remember is who she compared him to by the time we get to the end. It was Giuliani, Conway, and I forget who the other person was. Uh, sorry to pull a Rick Perry on you there. Um, nah. But, uh, oops. Uh, oops. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just going to fall down. Uh, yeah, so, uh, but remember that. Remember that because this is, this is, uh, Lindsay, Lindsay's stewing. He's stewing in his own juices down at the other end of the, the podium or whatever you call it, the, 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 uh, the quorum. Um, Pearls are turning purple from being squeezed. Ooh. Ooh. He hasn't Ouch. had his pearls turn that color since the last time he got stood up on a date. That's uh, right. <laughs> and uh, you know what he said to that date uh, when they called and asked if they wanted to reschedule? If you want more of this, you're not going to get it. Yeah, so. <laughs> That's right. Don't ghost me, you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, anyway, uh, uh, Michelle, uh, any thoughts on uh, Ma- the first part of Maisie Hirono's opening statements? The only thing I'd like to comment on is how beautifully she just lays out the contradictions and and the facts of of, of what's going on. Yeah, of what a piece of and, garbage she is. <laughs> yeah, and 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 it's clear. You know, she's got it clear, concise. She's got the information in front of her, and she's reading it off beautifully. And his responses too. It's like there might as well there might as well be absolute silence. When he's when these statements are being read to him, because his his little saggy face just does the same thing the whole time. Yeah. Just like, mm, I wonder when the buffet is. <laughs> I wonder if <laughs> in his defense, there's really nothing he could do. I wonder if he'll have cheese biscuits. Um. <laughs> so. Uh, Anyway, Senator Maisie Hirono continuing with her opening statement. But when we read the report, we knew Robert Mueller's concerns were valid and that your version of events was false. You used every advantage of your office to create the impression that the president was cleared of misconduct. You selectively quoted fragments from the special counsel's report taking some of the most important statements out of context and ignoring the rest. You put the power and authority of the Office of the Attorney General and the Department of Justice behind a public relations effort to help Donald Trump protect himself. Finally, you lied to Congress. You told Representative Charlie Crist that you didn't know what objections Mueller's team might have to your March 24th so-called summary. You told Senator Chris Van Hollen that you didn't know if Bob Mueller supported your conclusions. But you knew. You lied. And now we know. A lot of respected nonpartisan legal experts and elected officials were surprised by your efforts to protect the president. But I wasn't surprised. You did exactly what I thought you'd do. It's why I voted against your confirmation. I expected you would try to protect the president, and indeed you did. Oh, Rex Kwando. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. Correction. Hirono Kwando. Jesus. (laughs) I mean, what Pelosi said was great, but saying it right to his face. 
I know. Oh, yeah. I'm just saying, right to his face. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, it just, you know, you did exactly what I knew you would do. That's why I voted against you. You big dumb hunk of shit. I, oh. I add, in case you guys, you know, have a memory like Bar, I, uh, Maisie Hirono didn't actually call him a big dumb hunk of shit. That's what I gleaned from it. Uh, so wrong with Bar's memory. The guy's no, complicit and he's, he's, he's and a liar. No, no, I, I, I'm just making a joke about that. It's like, oh, I don't know if that happened. You've been there for three months. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, I can't remember what I had for second breakfast today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm sorry, fourth breakfast. Uh... <laughs> I'm glad that the bar voice is a hit because that that voice is a voice I use for uh, someone close to our family. And uh, and I was talking to Susan on break, and she's like, "Why were you using that voice?" And I was like, "It just kind of reminded me when Bar was talking. It reminded me of that voice. So now, hey, it has a dual application. So, <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah. So uh, let, let's let's uh, uh, Michelle. Did you want to say anything before we get back to the the clip? No, I'm good. All right. Let's, uh, she's still got more Rex Kwando action coming in here. In 1989, this isn't uh, something you hadn't done before. In 1989, oh. when you refused to show Congress an OLC opinion that led to the arrest of Manuel Noriega. In 1992, when you recommended pardons for the subjects of the Iran-Contra scandal. And last year, when you wrote the 19-page memo telling Donald Trump as president can't be guilty of, of obstruction of justice and then didn't recuse yourself from the matter. From the beginning, you were addressing an audience of one, that person being Donald Trump. That's why, before the bombshell news of yesterday evening, 11 of my Senate colleagues and I called on the Department of Justice Inspector General and Office of Professional Responsibility to investigate the way you have handled the Mueller report. I wanted them to determine whether your actions complied with the department's policies and practices and whether you have demonstrated sufficient impartiality to continue to oversee the 14 other criminal matters that the special counsel referred to in other parts, to other parts of the Department of Justice. But now, we know more about your deep involvement in trying to cover up for Donald Trump. Being Attorney General of the United States is a sacred trust. You have betrayed that trust. America deserves better. You should resign. I have some questions for you. All right, so we'll pause it there. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and also, you're a big, dumb hunk of shit. Didn't pull any punches at all. That was just... That was just... <laughs> Brutal. Oh Brutal. I, so, I okay. Mm -hmm. I'll just okay. All right, all right. So, <laughs> um, Obama, you know, did a lot of things straight. You know, far, far, by far better than you know any Republican would have handled. But one complaint I had about Obama, you know, and to his credit, he had the he had the there was the sphere about the right painting him as the angry black man. I get it. Yeah. But I wish that the Democrats would have just shown a little more pushback, a little more spine, a little more fight in them 
like she's doing now. I mean, it's not too little, too late. I appreciate what's happening now, and she. This is this is giddiness for me. I am I am goosebumpy, kind of like yeah, you know. I'm just. <laughs> All right, that's I, I just said what I needed to say. Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well stated, sir. Uh, and, um, uh, Joe, uh, what do you got before we get to uh, Maisie Hirono's questions? <laughs> I just, I was just waiting for Maisie to say, "Well, maybe you were born with it. Maybe it's lies. <laughs> it's probably lies." Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> Uh, speaking of the White House Correspondents Center, we haven't spoken of it yet, but, uh, but yeah, there's, a. Uh, oh, where can I put this? Here we go. Yeah. Maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's lies. Yeah. It's probably lies. It is. Uh, Michelle? Bravo. All right. That's all I can say. She just laid it right out there. I don't like you. You're not qualified for this job. You should resign because you... You are a, a hypocritical piece of garbage. We're right not now, serving right our now, country. Number one. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yes, I, I, I mean, she basically said, "You're not serving our country." Right. You're not taking care of the American people, whom you are supposed to be taking care yeah. of. Miles, yep. I was going to say right now, she's my number one for VP. I want the VP to be in a padlock. <laughs> I want someone to be in there and just tear them a new one. You know, let the let the uh, main presidential candidate talk about policy and this and that. I want this person to just lay into Trump, lay into Barr, lay into well, Pence is pretty much just hanging low. Oh as he yeah, should. but but I I want an attack dog, and this is this is just oh oh. oh yeah, I'm Pence so Pence is like whoever is going to be VP. They need to remember, Pence is an albino pinata stuffed with Twinkie cream that you know is held together with uh, crepe paper. And the and whoever whoever is going against him in the debates is going to be a ball peen hammer with an aluminum bat on the other end. <laughs> so. Um, so the, those, those debates are going to be messy. And when I say messy, it's going to be, Mike Pence is going to be in a heap. He's, um, but he shakes, he shakes his head so well when he, when he's lying. Do you ever see him true. shake his head? That is true. Yeah. His head goes yeah. back and forth. It's oh, a goddamn yeah. Muppet. And goddamn his pasty Muppet. white face goes back and forth. So, uh, Anyway, um, let's get to this, and then uh, oh, oh yeah, because uh, yeah, we we gotta we gotta finish this clip out. Uh, here are her questions for Bar, and wait for it, Lindsey Graham is gonna faint. Is the White House exerting any influence on your decision whether to allow Special Counsel Mueller to testify in Congress, and when? No. Now, you've been clear today that you don't think that any of the 10 episodes of possible obstruction that the special counsel outlined is a crime. I disagree. But you seem to think that if it's not a crime, then there's no problem. Nothing to see here, nothing to worry about. So, with apologies to Adam Schiff, do you think all of the things that President Trump did are okay? Are they what the President of the United States should be doing? For example, do you think it's okay for a President to fire an FBI director to stop him from investigating links between his, his campaign and Russia? It may not be a crime, but do you think it's okay? 
Well, I, I think the report is clear that... No, I'm not talking about the report and analysis of whether a crime occurred. I'm asking you. This is not a crime, but do you think it's okay for the president to do what he did, to fire the special counsel to keep them from investigating? what he did, and I don't think the evidence supports the proposition to stop the investigation. Do you think it's okay for a president to ask his White House counsel to lie? Um... Well, Duh. I'm willing to talk about what's criminal. But no, but we've already acknowledged that you think it was not a crime. I'm just asking whether you think it's okay. Even if it's not a crime, do you think it's okay for the president to ask his White House counsel to lie? Uh, which Look, event? if you're just going to go back to which event are you crime, you're telling about? me that which it's okay. Let me ask you... The last question that I have in 17 seconds. Do you think it's okay for a president to offer pardons to people who don't testify against him to threaten the family of someone who does? Is that okay? Uh, what, when did he offer a pardon to someone? I think you know what I'm talking about. Please. What do you Please, mean? Please, Mr. Attorney General, you know, give us some credit for knowing what the hell is going on around here with you. Not really. <laughs> To this line of questioning. So, we're gonna, we're gonna, listen. You've slandered this man. Yeah. What Every I sort of want to know is how do we get how do we get to this point? Yeah, I do so, not think so that so I shut up, monster. Anyone? All, all I can say, Mr. Chairman, I, I am done. Thank you very and much. And you slandered this man from top Slander. to bottom. So, Slander. if you want more of this, you're not going to get it. Lindsay <laughs> out. I think I just swallowed my pearls. I think I swallowed him. <laughs> I think he probably did. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Where's my Where's my pearls? I think I swallowed them. There is an easy question. There's an easy answer to when somebody asks you, "Do you think it's okay to lie?" No. Wow! 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 You know, it it it's 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 um, I think it is law that um, members of Congress, including the Senate, are entitled, and it is perfectly legal, for them to slander. Not that she did. I think she, she did back up her facts very much, but yeah. I believe it's pretty much legal. They did can say anything she, they fucking want. She compared him to uh, two or three people that work for Trump. Is that slander? Well, <laughs> it, it, I mean, no, what was it, Giuliani? I agree that it was slander, but I'm just saying that it is that that con people in Congress cannot be held accountable for things they say on the floor of you know while in con you know yeah. they can't be held accountable. They can't. You can't sue them. Nothing. Sure, they can say anything they want. I and mean, so for Lindsey Graham knows this, and so she's up there laying it out, and he knows he can't say word one to stop her. Yeah, he can't. Well, all I know is that I don't know. Maybe, maybe Lindsey Graham slandered Trump when he said Trump is a fucking idiot. I don't know. He knew. Uh, <laughs> I think that's spot on. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, it is time for break. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. If you have any other thoughts, please hold them. We have some responses. Uh, and of course, yes, we will talk about Steve Cohen, uh, Representative Steve Cohen, uh, Democrat from Tennessee, uh, <laughs> calling out Cohen as a chicken with props. Uh, and I'm not sure if he had this with him or not. Now with our famous hot gravy. But he definitely had a bug and a chicken. Uh, so, uh, 
funny. It's very funny, and I think it's I think it's fine. I know people are like, "This is immature," and it's like, "Where have you been?" That's nothing. He just packed a lunch and had a little decoration for his desk. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we're gonna go ahead and go to the break. We'll be right back with lots more. Turn up the night with me, Joe, Michelle, and Miles. Right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. The bada bod. 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 And now. On with the show. Trump is a fucking idiot. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, worldwide radio for humans. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa. Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City owner-operator Joe's Clown Car Garage. And I happen to have a screenshot of uh, Lindsey Graham right after he. Uh, oh, right. right after he said that slander thing. Oh, okay. Here, I'll, 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 in fact, I'll put it in the chat. Wait. Oh, all right, all right. Yeah. Let's well, see, uh, see if I can eagerly anticipate that. Oh, there uh, it is. There oh it is. my goodness, poor, poor oh, Lindsey. Poor man. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's a nice little. That's a smart little uh, dress he's wearing. I uh, think so. so. I think so. The pearls, though. The, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the pearls. Yeah. The pearls. He, he really. The he's pearls. really got the coordinates down. Uh, the the little know. diamond clasp, and he has mm-hmm. a nice uh, those those gloves. Yeah, he the accessorizes gloves. very well. Um, and he has the vapors. The vapors. And of course, uh, oh, joining us as always. Uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry, on loan, I should say. From Mike Check Radio, uh, the dynamic duo of the Dream Team, Port St. Lucie, Florida, representing uh, Michelle Lagon. Welcome back. Glad to be here. And, of course, uh, with it well within smacking distance, Miles Lagon, Port St. Lucie. Hello. What, what are you saying? What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know. Just, uh, I do take requests. Oh, oh okay. All right. There we go. Um, uh, where'd my slap G's go? I can't find my slap G's. Uh, anyway, it's okay. I got the punch in the throat with a hack. Uh, don't do that. That's, that's too harsh. Uh, that's too cruel. Um, so anyway, uh, oh, I, I've been looking forward to this all night, everybody. Um, before we get to the responses, uh, there was a response because, you know, bar chickened out. 
to go back to D.C. Uh, uh, yesterday and uh, testify again. Was yeah. that was that going to be before Congress or, or was it another senator? Yes, the House. Oh, okay, the before House. the House. The yeah, House. okay, that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right, because this was... Uh, there, the, Senate. Uh, the difference was the House had their staff lawyers lined oh, up. Oh, yeah, that's he, right. He... Yeah, that that was a step too far for him. Like, what? You have people ready to ask professional questions? Yeah. Oh. So, and uh, I have other places to be. Oh, oh I just remember there's a, uh, a new buffet opening. Let's serve some <laughs> fifth breakfast. Um, <laughs> fifth breakfast leads right into lunch. Uh, or I'm sorry, brunch. <laughs> it so. does. It goes right there. Yeah, so... Uh, right there. <laughs> goes right there. It goes uh, right there. <laughs> so, uh, we we have uh, the uh, a clip here. Well, I, I need to do this right because... Uh, well, I'll set it up. Because uh, people in the chat room have been talking about this. But um, Representative uh, Steve Cohen, uh, from uh, Democrat from Tennessee, decided he would go in to the, uh, the House chamber... And uh, sit up on the dais or whatever you call it, um, where where they all sit, and had a big old bucket of Trump's favorite KFC, and was chomping away. And he had a little plastic chicken on his desk, basically calling out Barr for being a big <laughs> fucking chicken, calling him a big fucking chicken, big greasy monster chicken. That's what he is. In a, in a what? Yep. Joe? Yes. No, no, no. It, oh, I thought you were going to add a, to In it. a bucket. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> yes, in a, in a bucket. Um, in a and bucket. so, um, where do we go for expert analysis on matters such as this? Well, it's Fox and Friends, of course. The problem with this program is it would be really easy to fake. All you got to do is put somebody else's DNA in your mouth. It was a really big gavel. For a moment, she sounded like she had gavel envy. Uh, uh, I'm not going to touch that, Steve, if you don't mind. I just don't feel comfortable. Touch his gavel. Get known to make up stories about, about the Department of Homeland Security, how they were doing preliminary testing on a DNA device. However, the TSA says it will not be testing this technology. We apologize. For it. Chris, can you hear us? I, I can hear you. I'm watching this, and I'm thinking well, all of your viewers are thinking mm -hmm. which is what a bunch of dopes <laughs> oh and what else you know uh, what what do a bunch of dopes even being called up by chris wallace one of their colleagues uh for being dopes again steve Ducey and brian kilmeade no no brian kilmeade tried to roast mini marshmallows with a plastic spoon over a stand of uh, over a can of sterno makes sense makes oh. sense Imagine that. Placed yes, yes, there's video of that out there. There's that's where the that's where the Chris Wallace thing uh, came from. You know, I'm I'm thinking what all everybody all your viewers are thinking. What a bunch of dopes. Um because they tried and, and Ducey Ducey made him stop because not that it would be toxic to ingest the marshmallow from uh, you know, or the spoon would melt or anything like that. Um or that it was just dumb in general. Uh, but uh, Ducey's like, no, no, it'll be bad for the environment. Really? Sure. Anyway. 
I think it should be a little easy on Ducey. I, I understand he has a third stage windmill cancer. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. He does. Sound will do it to you every time. Yeah. Oh wow. That's terrible. That's it. That's it is. A, it is. It is. It's it's not yeah. good. All that all that wind and turbine turbine radiation. <laughs> yes, and, and, and bird species falling on you as they die. Sure. Yeah. 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 He got a beak in his ear. If they could all that hot wind at, at, in Fox uh, at Fox, they would probably solve the energy crisis. Oh well, they could have done that this morning because Michelle. I mean, not only did they have the imbeciles on the big uh, curvy couch, but they brought in our favorites. Dilk, diamond and silk, to get oh, their to get their expertise, yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. to get their expert take on Representative Steve Cohen eating Kentucky Fried Chicken or KFC, whatever. Um, uh-huh. so so here here we go. I, I'm sure they will have something very true and important to say. So this guy, <laughs> uh, Congressman Cohen, actually ate fried chicken and then held a chicken to mock William Barr, who spent countless hours the day before answering the questions that they say they weren't capable of answering. Oh, I'm sorry, countless hours? You can't count how many hours he was there? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure I could I could count. Kill me. Countless hours? What is countless hours, uh, 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 first of all? Is it anything more than one for somebody on Fox News? How about I'm 11? guessing that. How about 11? 11 hours... Let's see, who did 11 hours in front of Benghazi? Who is that? Benghazi. Uh, Oh, yeah, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. something like that. Uh, They were countless. But but yeah, so countless, countless. It was torture. He just sat there and made the same greasy monster face for hours. Countless hours. There's no telling how many hours it was. Only archaeologists in a million years... Wait, how many counts. years is that? That's countless years. Yes, they did a they did a carbon fifty uh, test, and it was countless. Countless, countless hours. Countless. Just like putting a price on the Mona Lisa. How could you count those hours? Um, you can't. So, you can't. So anyway, Kilmeade with the wind up, throwing it to Diamond and Silk. Is he a chicken in your mind, Diamond and Silk? Well, you know, he's racially insensitive is what I think. What? And just can you imagine if that was a Republican doing that to a a Democrat? I mean, just think about that for a moment. Okay, Okay, I thought about it for a moment. I thought about it for a moment, Dilk. Uh, And uh, it is not racially insensitive to eat food in front of someone. Now, it would be racially insensitive if... You chose to eat a food. You know what's racially insensitive? Inviting Diamond and Silk on to talk about Kentucky Fried Chicken. That is racially insensitive to me. I would be a little offended. I I would like to think, okay, oh, he was eating Kentucky Fried Chicken. Who's black that we can get on to see if they're offended by this? Well, maybe they know something we don't, like how much uh, African-American heritage uh, Barr has in him. Yeah, exactly. Um, You know, I, 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 if, if he is, if, if, if Barr is an African-American gentleman and he would like to, uh, to, to let us know in some low grumbly sound with some stammers, I'd appreciate that. 
But I have a feeling I already know the answer, and I'm going to go to a resident expert on such matters. No, no, cat. What is it? No, no, cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Final verdict right there. I didn't even have to read the evidence. So it's no. It's yeah. No. Uh, let me, let me see. Well, let's ask other no, no, cat. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's a no. We didn't yeah. even read the evidence. That's a definite no. Yeah. I Do Silk and Diamond know what they're talking about? Uh, let me see. We have another expert here. Uh, Darth Vader? No! Yeah. That's a no. Racially insensitive. Countless hours. Countless. God almighty. I swear to God, I just had like, I, I, I saw some stars in front of my eyes. I think a huge cluster of brain cells just like went nuclear in my mind. I think, I think mm. th there was just, I think a, a little electrical bolt shot out of the top of my head and like arced up to the ceiling fan from the energy that was just uh, destroyed in my brain from that. Oh. <laughs> deep, deep breaths. Can you imagine? Okay, and, and, and they, they posited, think about this for a second. Could you imagine if a Republican had done that to a Democrat? Okay, what if... Um, let me see, Ted Cruz did that to Hillary Clinton. What would... Oh my, the outrage, it's racially insensitive. What? It's Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's not... KKK FC. <laughs> it's just fucking KFC. People it of all nationalities eat KFC all the time. Trump, Google Trump eating KFC. You got pictures of him and, and fucking dick boy uh, Pence with a napkin shoved into his fucking shirt. Gobbling down on a bucket of extra crispy. My God. No, just... Well, think about that for a minute. Okay, I did, and you're idiots. The only reason Diamond and Silk are on Fox News or even given any attention whatsoever is because they can play the reverse race card. Well, I mean, no, it's it's not the reverse race card. It's the race card. They're that. I mean, you literally want a, a use of the race card. It is a. It is. It is someone of color of a, a no, cer certain no reverse race certain a certain ethnicity. You know, whatever ethnicity they happen to be, they come on and say, "Okay, all right, here I'm going to play the race card as uh, being mostly Irish." All right. Somebody is eating a box of French fries in front of me, and they have a beer as well. And I'm going to say, that is racially insensitive to my Irish heritage because you're projecting your potatoes and beer on me. But then, then again, no, no, no. Let, let's say that I'm not Irish at all, and somebody's eating French fries in a beer in front of me. Then I'm going to say, that's racially insensitive to Irish people. Yeah. Or no, no. no. Makes yeah. no sense. My it's point a, about the reverse thing is you're, you're right about the projection. It's all projection. It, I it, can't it, even. They are yeah. reversing the standard stereotype of you know the right is the side that is promoting hate and endorsing yeah. and protecting the the white supremacists, etc. So I yeah. just can't believe how fucking racist uh, Fox and Friends or Fox and the producers over there are like, oh, KFC, let's get a black person on to talk about this. 
Yeah. It's uh, it's a joke. I mean, that wasn't a total fucking setup. Oh my god. It was. It was. So it's a joke. Yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, I mean, that's oh. Uh, wow. Wow. Dilk. Dilk, you'll, you'll never let me down on how stupid you are. That has nothing to do with your race or your gender or anything like that. It just has to do with your fucking stupidity. Just like Trump. Nothing to do with his race, nothing to do with his gender. Just like Lindsey Graham says. Trump is a fucking idiot. And so are Dilk. Oh, Dilk sister. are idiots. So I, I do think I, I wouldn't say that they're idiots. I would say that they know exactly what they're doing, and that's what they're paid to do. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, but I, I think that they're idiots in the sense that um, they're they're. Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think they know exactly what they're doing. They're trying to gin up something that doesn't exist, and yep. it's just offensive. So offensive. They're self lo- loathing. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, actually, I think that they, they don't, the, there's one color they absolutely love, and that color is a green, folks. Exactly. Hey. So. What are you hey, saying? Hey, Amen. What are you saying? That they're greedy conservatives, and it's not money that's evil, it's greed that's evil, and hence, conservatives, evil. Um, so, uh, let's go ahead and get to, uh, uh, this is great. Uh, Kamala Harris is on with uh, Allison Camarota, um, and uh, Trump was crying about the hearing with Barr on uh, Fox Business News or some shit. I don't know. One of those awful shows. And uh, uh, Allison Camarota wanted it, Kamala Harris's uh, take on this. So in, in this clip, there is some Trump audio, too. So be warned. Trump also has zeroed in on you a couple of times, particularly after yesterday. Um, and he used another uh, insulting word. Let me play this for you and everyone. You performed incredibly well today. Mm-hmm. And Trump for the well, country, you performed yeah. well. Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. Well, she was probably very nasty. You have three of them running against what? me, and they're up there ranting and raving. So? No, like lunatics, frankly. And no. they're running, and how is that fair? So you have Bill Barr, highly respected, great uh, attorney general, and he's got to take the abuse from people that are running for office. They don't care about them. They're just looking for political points. Okay, that was on Fox Business. That was the second time he's used the word nasty about you. What's that about? God only knows. (laughs) Listen, let me be very clear about how I think about what is important and what is before us. We have a president of the United States whose primary interest, I think, that has been clear as a result of what we know from the Mueller report, his primary interest has been to obstruct justice. My primary interest is to pursue justice. And you can call that whatever name you want, but I think that's what the American people want in a leader. Amen. Amen. So, Kamala Harris doesn't even waste any time with trying to uh, um, even explain what what Trump is talking about. And yes, and I do have that for you. And boom goes the dynamite. There you go. Um, (laughs) But yeah, she's like, I don't even know. God only knows what Trump is talking about calling me nasty. All I care about is, and, but now I'm not going to read into this too much because I don't have to, because uh, do you remember when 
Trump, well, what was it? What was it? Uh, there was a little movement after Trump called Hillary Clinton a name. Called her a nasty woman. Nasty woman. He, he, he never used nasty about the debates. Yeah. He never used, uses the word nasty about men. So it, it's kind of like, you know, ugh, she's nasty. You know, it's Miss Janet if you're nasty, actually. Or Miss Jackson if you're nasty, I'm sorry. Uh, or Miss Harris if you're nasty. But um, it's Mrs. Harris, actually. She's married. But I mean, yes, that was an absolute misogynistic thing for him to say, but a lot of women took that and wore it as a badge of pride to the oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, saying she was nasty, she he said she was probably nasty. So that implies that he probably didn't even see Kamala Harris talking about it, uh, talking, no. you know, at the hearing. Of course he didn't. And she was completely level-headed and measured, like I said earlier. Well, I'm sorry, you know, uh, Senator Harris, maybe if you repeat it back in a grumbly, greasy monster voice, you know, you, you won't have to say it again. You know, say it, you know, in a dumb, ugly way where she was completely level-headed and reasonable, just like, you know, a good attorney. Yeah. So, Michelle, any any thoughts on that? Any doubt in your mind what Trump was saying when he called uh, Kamala Harris nasty? Absolutely none. Nope. I think, uh, you know, but what if she would have eaten KFC in front of him? Um, Trump would have been... (laughs) You know, I made a I made a joke about the KFC thing when I first saw it. I said, uh, you know, uh, that that'll be one way to get Trump to testify one of these days. You know, just take KFC in, you know, uh, get him in there to to uh, subpoena him. Uh, Will there be chicken like that? That nice man head? Yes, <laughs> with extras. Now with our famous hot gravy. Yeah, there you go. Um, but Joe, did you want to say something else before I get to the next bit of audio here? Biscuits. <laughs> biscuits. Well, biscuits, biscuits are coming up. We definitely have biscuits on the way. We'll be ushering those in. You're going to be our Guy Friday tonight. So, biscuits. for the biscuits. I just I need to know what you offer in the way of biscuits. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. So, anyway, last bit of audio before the break, before we get to the Green News Report, is uh, this one. You know, shit. Well, I don't think we have time. We're going to have to save this till. Uh, no, no, I better do it now. Here, here goes Kenny trying to talk himself out of something. And I call myself Kenny like Trump calls himself Trump in the third person. It's annoying. All right, so let's get to this. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, uh, she mentions a couple things in here about Barr. Uh, very important. And uh, Miles uh, uh, was a particular fan of this clip. As you probably know, in the articles of impeachment uh, for uh, President Nixon, uh, Article 3 was that he ignored the subpoenas of Congress, that he did not honor the subpoenas of Congress. This is very, very serious. But my judgment will spring from the judgment of our committee chairs. And in terms of, uh, I'm just looking at Mr. Nadler's statement. In the close of his statement today relating to the Attorney General, he said, history will judge us on how we face this challenge. We will be held accountable one way or another. And if he, Barr, does not provide this committee with the information it demands and the respect it deserves, Mr. Barr's moment of accountability will come soon enough. And I think that probably applies, whatever they decide. Do you want to do a jail time? Should be on the table? 
I said the committees will. The committees are trying to make accommodations uh, in terms of receiving the redacted, uh, receiving unredacted uh, Mueller report. Uh, let them work their will, and then we'll go to the next step. Mr. President, yeah. did the Attorney General commit a crime? He lied to Congress. He lied to Congress. If, and if anybody else did that, it would be considered a crime. Uh, you, nobody is above the law, not the President of the United States and not the Attorney General. Being the Attorney General does not give you uh, a bath to go say whatever you want, and it is the fact because you are the Attorney General. It just isn't true. Amen. Amen. Very well said, Speaker Pelosi. So, yes, he committed a crime. Yes, there are some very, very important parallels into the articles of, of impeachment for Nixon. I'm glad she's at the point where the whole impeachment is off the table thing is no longer in her, uh, you know. It's off uh, the table. <laughs> yeah, it's off the table. Yeah. It's off the table. So, so good for you, and uh, and we are going to have to leave it there because uh, we got the Green News report coming up. But uh, if we have a, maybe if any callers want to call in talk about this, uh, we can probably discuss this a little bit more into hour three. We shall see. Um, Adam Hebert will be joining us for hour three as well. We'll talk a little bit about Game of Thrones, and um, uh, I do have a little bit more audio, not a ton, but uh, some of it's pretty interesting, especially from Joe Biden. So, anyway, uh, Green News Report coming up. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com It's Thursday, May 2nd, 2019. It's hard to argue that there's anything more important facing this country, this generation today, and and more importantly, every generation that follows. Climate action is now a major plank for Beto and Booker in the 2020 Democratic presidential primary. New polls shows climate change is a top issue for voters. Jakarta and Washington, D.C. grapple with rising sea levels. Plus... Today's bill says... No how, no way are you going to drill off the coast of Long Island and New York. It's not going to happen as long as we are in charge of this state. New York State bans offshore drilling and plastic bags. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Unfortunately, we have a federal government that perpetuates the state of denial. They got to do something for a living, Governor Cuomo. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, there has been so much going on on so many fronts, we have not even been able to keep our eyes on the continuing flooding going on in the upper Midwest. Yes, unfortunately, a new round of storms in the upper Midwest has brought a new round of flooding to communities that were hit by floods just last month. A major levee failure on Wednesday flooded downtown Davenport, Iowa, with several feet of water and forcing evacuations. But levees won't help the city of Jakarta, the capital of Indonesia. The Indonesian government this week announced that it is developing plans to relocate 
relocate its capital out of the city of Jakarta and rebuild it in a new location because Jakarta is sinking. Mm. It's the fastest sinking city in the world because of subsidence and rising sea levels. At current rates, Jakarta is projected to be mostly underwater by 2050. And when they move Jakarta, they're going to have to move it into the rainforest, uh, destroying rainforest, making climate change even worse in the bargain. There aren't really any good solutions here. No, there aren't. Get used to it. In politics, climate change is now officially a major plank of the 2020 Democratic presidential primary race. Several candidates have released progressive climate action platforms. This week, former Texas congressman and Democratic hopeful Beto O'Rourke rolled out a broad and ambitious climate policy that includes mobilizing $5 trillion in infrastructure investments by 2030, transitioning to clean energy, banning drilling on public lands, and leveraging the federal government's purchasing power, all to get to net zero emissions by 2050. $5 trillion with a T? Yep. Here he is on MSNBC. We cannot do this by half measure or by only half of us. It can't be Democrats versus Republicans, big cities versus small towns. We all have a shared interest in a cleaner future for this country. Good for him for telling it like it is. It is going to cost trillions of dollars. But that's less than what it will cost if we don't take action. Also this week, 2020 Democratic presidential candidate Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey unveiled his environmental justice policy plan, calling environmental inequality a key civil rights issue that is also a massive public health problem. He noted that data shows that low-income and marginalized communities disproportionately bear the brunt of pollution in the United States with higher rates of birth defects and autism. Booker's plan would invest in upgrading the nation's infrastructure, tightening pollution standards, and making polluters pay. Many people are not paying the full cost of the production of their product, and we've got to change that. And and so I'm going to make sure that we, number one, have infrastructure investments to secure clean water, and number two, we hold polluters accountable. Not paying the full cost for the production of their product, meaning they get to pollute for free, and we get to pay to clean it up. Exactly. And for the first time, voters ranked climate change as their number one top issue, at least among Democratic primary voters. That's according to a new national poll by CNN. CNN's poll found 82 percent of Democratic primary voters say climate change is very important to them. And that even beats health care? Yeah. Wow. And more action is unfolding around the country. The city council of Washington, D.C. has adopted a new resilience plan that calls for retrofitting or removing all flood-prone buildings by 2050. They are the first major U.S. city to set such a policy. Can't we just move them to the rainforest? Nevada's Democratic governor has signed a bill requiring Nevada's electricity companies to get half of their energy from renewable sources by 2030. Maine this week became the first state to ban single-use plastic foam containers. Man, is it nice to have Governor Paul LePage gone. And finally, in New York State, Governor Andrew Cuomo signed into law a measure banning offshore drilling in state waters and prohibit state agencies from permitting pipelines or any other infrastructure that might help facilitate offshore drilling. It's a preemptive effort to block President Trump's plans to expand offshore drilling to all U.S. coastal waters And at the same time, New York Governor Cuomo signed into law a statewide plastic bag ban. Good for him. Good for the Empire State. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planetwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. 
I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm in a New York state of mind. It was so easy. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 horn. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! Trump is a fucking idiot, from top to bottom. Yep. Hello, Wildcats. I had to get that in there, too. Uh, welcome back to the program, of course, uh, on loan from Mike Check Radio. Uh, check them out every Saturday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Uh, the Rogue DM, uh, Michelle Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Welcome. Thank you. I'm having fun today. Excellent. I'm glad you are. I'm trying to keep it... Uh, you know, I, I don't want to go on the, oh, look at what this terrible conservative did. I want to go look at what our winners who are Democrats are doing to these mm. loser Dems, or loser Republicans, rather. Um, yeah, it's a nice pick-me-up. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, uh, somebody who probably, I'm, I'm certain, can pick you up, because he's he's much taller than you, uh, Miles yeah. Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida. Uh, welcome back to the show, the Galaxy Master. Indeed, yes, Hello. And, uh, all right, so uh, I want to read this real quick. Uh, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, I will, we'll, we'll get to name-calling here, but welcome back to you as well, sir. Hey, hey, hey. But we got a little breaking news I'd like to, to mention here before we get to name-calling. Uh, Trump decries horrible treatment of conservatives on social media. Shouts out Dilk, <laughs> Diamond and Silk, and James Woods. James fucking Woods, one of those awful, horrible, ugly, inside and out, no talent pieces of garbage out there. Oh, James Woods. Yeah, there's the tweet. The wonderful Diamond and Silk have been treated so horribly by Facebook. They work so hard, and what has been done to them is very sad, and we're looking into it. Oh my god, that's your priority? It's getting worse and worse for conservatives on social media. Mm-hmm. I am continuing to monitor the Amer- censorship of American citizens on social media platforms. This is the United States of America. We have what's known as freedom of speech. We're monitoring and watching it closely. Oh, freedom of speech doesn't have dick to do with private businesses, you dumb cock. Um, wow. Yeah, because James Woods got banned from Twitter. Um, and good that's him. good. And because uh, he's he is a hate monger, he is such a hate monger, and he's I mean the things he posts are, are in clear violation of the the TOS of Twitter, you know, and and yeah. also we, we should mention that Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Louis Farrakhan, um, Alex Jones, and somebody else uh, were were banned from Facebook. Good for them. Good for a private business saying you know what. That content doesn't jibe with us. I mean, it's like saying, okay, well, 
The Klan demands to have a network uh, on cable TV. Give it to them. Give it to them. Give it to them. No, we're not going to. You have to give it to them, and you have to give it to them for $5. No, you don't set the terms, jackasses. You just don't. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, it, it, we're looking into it. Anyway. Well, yeah. look into it. Yeah. And when you're done, go do some real work. Yeah. And don't go on a Twitter shit storm. Yeah. It, it's yeah. Stop going on Twitter shit storms. I mean, seriously, for an hour, he, he tweeted over, uh, um, he did a 60 minute long tirade because the firefighters union uh endorsed joe biden um <laughs> and he was losing his fucking mind well joe biden had a little bit of fun at his expense uh and then we'll get to name calling this is a very short what? clip oh joe i was gonna say when does he get time to write love letters to kim jong <clears throat> i know i mean you know right? that's a, that's a real Am serious right? matter you know yeah. uh okay. we held tiny fat little hands and I miss your touch. <laughs> um, I can't sleep at night. Uh, all right, so here, uh, Joe Biden taunts Trump over his uh, little Twitter tantrum. Folks, um, you know, uh, I understand the president been tweeting a lot about me this morning and for a while. I wonder why the hell he's doing that. Um, <laughs> yo, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. Anyway. Uh, so I have a man I'm going to be an object of his attention for a while, folks. Uh, folks, uh... <laughs> All right, a uh, little advice to the sound guy at that Biden event. Could you plug that PA into a grounded outlet, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that. <laughs> it's horrible. My God. It's like a podcast from 2002. So, uh, it's a pod bean, a pod bean podcast. Sorry. <laughs> if anybody remembers pod bean, the audio was notoriously, uh, awful on pod bean. Ungrounded. Unne <laughs> yeah. Ungrounded, ungrounded, unhinged. Uh, so anyway, um, here we go, Joe. Let's find out who's in the chat with us tonight. Have to screen it with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm gonna have to take your car today. See, I have some top secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's gonna be a bumpy one. <laughs> we could jam and joke your lives. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. There you go, Joe. Well, uh, before I start, uh, the Scranton Times Tribune has yeah. just uh, taken this picture of someone going into a McDonald's. I just want to share it with you. <laughs> uh, that'd be uh, Hamburdler. 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 Bar, bar, bartler. Hamburdler. Um, okay, so we have, uh, <laughs> let's see, we have biscuits in our chat room. 
Biscuits. We have Adam Hubert. Biscuit. Biscuit. We have Francie. Biscuit. Biscuit. Okay. I'll let I'll defer to her. Heather. Biscuit. Jay Collie. Biscuit. Cat. Biscuit. Ken Senior. Hi, Dad. Biscuit. <laughs> Hi, Dad Biscuit. Uh, living on Long Island. Biscuit. Twice. Biscuit. We, ha- <laughs> we have me all goodness. Biscuit. We have, of course, Michelle and Miles. Biscuit. Biscuit. Biscuit, biscuit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have President. Biscuit. Theo J. Biscuit. And... Last but never least, Trojan Remedy. The made-from-scratch fried bologna and Velveeta biscuit. New at Hardee's. I figured I'd save that for whoever was last. So. Biscuit. Okay. It's usually Trojan Rabbit. Biscuit. Unless Xavier comes here. Biscuit. True. Somebody named Xavier. Biscuit. If somebody named Xavier biscuit. would join the chat, you would be last. Biscuit. Mm-hmm. You'd be the biscuit. last biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just having too much fun with that tonight for some reason. I, I know. I sh- should never have started that. Biscuit. Uh, all right. Okay. Well, the okay. biscuit line the biscuit line is open. Biscuit. Uh, 330-536-1466 or 330. Biscuit. No, that's not what it spells. <laughs> uh, 330-536-1466 or 330-Ken, the number one. Goo. Kind of like what was. I'm going to say yeah. something that if anybody remembers uh, Groucho Marx's uh, show, uh, You Bet Your Life. Uh, I do, yeah. Okay, remember you had to say the magic word? Win $100. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, so, yeah, there you go. First call is say the magic word. Well, you know what happens. Uh, you get you win a, 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 an audio clip of uh, Nicolas Cage talking about bees. Oh, no, not the bees! Not the bees! Oh wait, <laughs> the biscuit got in with the bees there. So <laughs> why did it have clip. to be? Why did it have to be snakes? I heard you. I heard you say it. I just needed to squeeze it in there right for you. So, uh, not the bees. So, because uh, <laughs> Susan actually, uh, we were texting back and forth uh, yesterday. And uh, she cut the grass in uh, the front yard, and she she texted me back and went, "My eyes!" And so I sent her a gif, <laughs> I sent her a gif of Nicolas Cage and the bees because she has a grass allergy. So, like a trooper, though, she cut the front front lawn with our son Joe electric mower. But yeah, uh, if anybody wants to call in, like I said, now's the time. Don't wait too long. Don't wait till the top of the hour. Uh, you can call within the next ten minutes if you want any time to talk because. We got to go to break uh, at, at 9 Eastern. Say the magic wide. Say so. the magic wide. Win $100. Say the magic wide. Win a, win a class and pickle. Win, a, win, win $100. <laughs> Joe will be sending you the check for $100 if that is the price. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yes, it will be rubber. Yeah. It will be an invisible ink. <laughs> uh-huh. was, that, was that the show that had the, the stuffed duck that would fall down? Out yes, the with the, with yeah. the oh, magic yeah. wide. Yes. So magic wood. Was that a rubber chicken or a stuffed duck? It was a stuffed duck, I think. No. Oh. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Well, there you go. I shot. I shot. I shot a duck in my pajamas once. 
What are you doing in my pajamas? I'll never know. <laughs> hey, there we go. So I got to uh, get to the, the rim shot there. Uh, and my apologies, because I'm getting strange little uh, uh, dropouts on, on audio every once in a while on the show. It's usually when I play a clip. I think I need to I need to do like a deep clean on this computer um, uh, because it, it it's just because I'm running so many things on this. Every once in a while, I just hear this little annoy, and it bothers me probably more than it bothers anybody else. But it's an actual audio dropout when I'm playing a clip. So yeah, spot the audio dropout when it when it when it's tiki. Uh, so, <laughs> so. I do have a frozen turkey. I'd be glad to mail anybody if they want. So you pay sh- you pay shipping. Send a self addressed self addressed stamped large envelope. You pay the shipping. Yeah. You pay the shipping. Free turkey. <laughs> what do you have to lose? Uh, oh, duck soup duck. That's why. Meow goodness. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was trying soup. to think of duck soup. I was like, what was it? Animal quackers? What was it called? <laughs> so I kept the- duck hey, soup. it's animal quackers. You use animal quackers for your duck soup. Um, <laughs> speaking of ducks, I think I hear some quacking. That's from Mister Show. But uh, but yeah. So anyway, well, I guess since nobody's calling, I'll, I'll play uh, uh, a, a, a little bit more audio. Um, and this will this will round out our audio. Trump was having a little press conference today. Who was it he was visiting with uh, today? Um, Joe. He the, there was the president of, of Ghana or something. Ghana. I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure the, either. The, uh, yeah, yeah. He was some president. Yeah. Some well, it, it president doesn't of, even matter. Oh, it was, it was Becky 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 Stan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Becky 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 Stan. Uh huh. <laughs> Uh, come on! I don't have. I know I have the Uzbek. Uh, I don't, I don't Uzbek have Becky. I, I don't have facts to back that up. No, I definitely have the. Uh, ooh, oh, it's Ooh Becky Becky. That's why. That's why I couldn't find it. Uh, you Becky 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 Stan Stan. Yeah, you Becky 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 Stan Stan. You Becky 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 Stan Stan. Thank you, Herb Kane, with no facts. I back don't have facts to back this up. Stupid people are ruining America. Thank you, sir. See, there was one of those little audio dropouts. There was one of those little annoying audio dropouts. Um, and uh, it's happening with my soundbite. So maybe if I just work on soundbite, we'll see what happens. Maybe it has something to do with the sampling rate of certain clips. I don't know. But anyway, um, uh, this is Trump. Blowing up at NBC's uh, uh, Chris and Welker uh, today because uh, apparently uh, it's not your turn. You're rude. But listen to the powerful question she asks, and another reporter helps double down on on the the question. When the the Trump spoke to Putin today for an hour on the phone, uh, again his shirts and skins partner. Gross, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, yeah. So it, and he he totally lost his shit on Kristen Welker, uh, it, and and then what was even more important is he did answer the question that was asked, and it's mind numbing. It's so fucking stupid. Did you address the election meddling issues that came up in the Mueller report with Mr. Putin today? We discussed that he actually. Uh 
sort of smiled when he said uh, something to the effect. Hold on. They were on the phone. How did he know that he smiled? Skype. No way. They Skyped it. Anyway. He started smiled. That it started off as a mountain and it ended up being a mouse. But he knew that because... That's not the fucking phrase. It's a mountain and a molehill. But to me, when I hear that, it was a mountain... It was a mountain of evidence that was infested with vermin. Yeah, so they found mice and rats and and worms and other bugs, and they found it. So, yeah, that's pretty accurate. He knew there was no collusion. There was. But there was. Uh, So, uh, pretty much that's what it was. Did you tell him not to meddle, Mr. President? Did you tell him not to meddle in the next election? Excuse me. I'm talking. I'm answering this question. You are very rude. Uh, so we had a good conversation about many different things. Okay. Did you have not medal? medal in the next election? Uh, we didn't discuss that. You chicken shit, lily livered, yellow bellied. Oh my God. Are you serious? Oh, no, no, I don't care. I hope he medals. No. Nope. Uh, Mr. Pick, Mr. Pick, you are rude. Yeah. Mr. Pick, <laughs> you're a rude, you're a rude, you're a rude. I should grab you by the. Oh, wait. I just grab uh, you by the Pickleheimer, you rude kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hands off my Pickleheimer, buddy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So not only did it, did he freak out when the question was asked, but he's like, no, we didn't bring it up. Nope. When are you going to bring it up? The answer to that, we know, is never. Because he's a mm-hmm. chicken shit. He's a traitor. He, he even, how dare he discuss the Mueller report with, with Putin to begin with? To me, that's an act of treason. Yeah. I mean, th- there's a, I think there's a Congress well, critter or a senator out there say, that said that today. That that's an, it, to, to them, that's an act of treason. Okay, they could say that uh, before, in 20, before 2016, that they were too dumb to collude. That they didn't know what was going on, and they were just too dumb. But now they all know, right? Mm-hmm. They all know. So what he's doing now is encouraging them to collude. So that's collusion out in the open. Because you can't say he doesn't know now, mm-hmm. because he's well aware. Yeah. Yeah, de- uh, Yeah. Democratic congressman um, said... Uh, uh, this is from Aiden McLaughlin on Media. Treason, Democratic representative exc- uh, excoriates Trump for talking Russian hoax with Putin. Uh, representative Mark Pocan, a lambasted uh, Trump for his conversation with Putin, suggesting the call may be tantamount to treason. Pocan, a Democrat from Wisconsin, responded to Trump's tweet revealing he spoke to Putin about the investigation into his campaign ties to Russia. In the tweet, uh, Trump derided the investigation as a hoax. Had a long and good conversation with with President Putin of Russia, Trump wrote. As always, uh, as I've always said before, the witch hunt. Um, sorry, uh, Mediaite has forced me to take off ad blocker, so now the page like jumps around all frenetically. Um, as I've always uh, said, long before the witch hunt started, getting along with Russia, China, and everyone is a good thing, not a bad thing. Um, 
Yeah, and, and Pocon fired back. Of course, you had a very good conversation with Putin. You referred to foreign interference in our election as the Russian hoax. Some might say that's treason, Pocon added. So, yeah, I concur. That, that To me, that is absolutely treason. This this man, you know, now more than ever, I, uh, I, I'm loving the I word. <sighs> Yeah, you so. can sell you can sell this uh, this I uh, well they were too dumb and they they didn't know and they didn't open yeah uh, but y- you can try to sell that for 2016 that mm-hmm. now everyone's well aware of what they're doing yeah and and again the collusion was never the crime collusion's there it was all over it's the place not a crime the, it was all over the place there was they just couldn't prove it was a conspiracy to yeah so there's something out there there's something out there that maybe one day will be unearthed i don't know but it was collusion it absolutely was collusion no collusion no collusion no collusion then why the fuck are all these stories tying your campaign to russia oh i don't know maybe because you colluded (laughs) um i mean Colluding means just hanging out, sending emails, talking on the phone. You colluded. Or saying things like, Russia, if you're listening, if you could find those 30,000 emails. Oh, did you hear what Hillary Clinton said? It said, China, if you're listening, could you get us Trump's, yes. Trump's taxes? Yes, well, yes. I saw I saw a bunch of Trump called it saying, Oh, Hillary Clinton is treason. It's treason. How dare she? Did you know? And I'm like, oh, so you admit now what Trump did was treason? Thank you. <laughs> She's a private citizen now. She's not running mm-hmm. for president. She can say whatever the fuck she wants in that respect. And does. Yeah. So. Oh my God. She's not trying to interfere with any kind of election either. You know. So. Anyway, uh, looks like we have zero callers tonight. Um, so, but I hope everybody's having a good weekend. We still love you. Don't worry. Um, we know you just don't like us. It's okay. <laughs> uh, but anyway, we're going to go ahead and run to the break. We'll get Adam Hebert on. We're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones and do Mad Libs. So don't anybody go anywhere. We're not going to spoil stuff for Game of Thrones tonight. We'll let um, them do the deep dive tomorrow. Uh, and and uh, And, of course... Joe, I know we can talk about it later, but the invitation is uh, for you to join in again tomorrow on Mike Check Radio if you're up for it um, at, at 9 o'clock. Um, uh, but we'll discuss off the air. But we'll throw it out there. So Joe might be there. Joe might be there. If, if, he could uh, be there. Yeah, he could be. So, But I'm going to be at a party. I like going to parties, folks. Uh, <laughs> so anyway. I like going to parties if there's fourth dinner. Uh, <laughs> and at bar, get out of here, you monster, you big, fat, greasy monster. Um, uh, <laughs> maybe he was just trying to coax him back in with the smell of chicken. He would have floated in like that dog in the old, you know, following the, the, the scent in the cartoon waving through the oh. air. Oh um, yeah. I remember that. You know, I, I, some, I knew somebody would get it. But uh, anyway, let's go ahead and run to the break. Uh, we'll get Mr. Hebert on, talk a little bit of Game of Thrones, and uh, I think I exhausted all my audio for tonight, so that's pretty good. Uh, but anywho, hold tight. We'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night right after this. Friends, 
here's some exciting news. Everybody, I know you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking and Show. Trump is a fucking idiot. If you want more of this, you're not going to get it. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Hey, and welcome back to Mike Check Radio with Adam Hebert. Oops, no, it's not, but everybody from Mike Check with Adam Hebert is here. So welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And, of course, joining me as always on the program and re- regular contributor to Mike Check Radio is the one and only uh, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hi there, buddy. Boy, a lot of noise there. Yeah, Adam, you got a fan on or something there, buddy? Uh, yes, it is Turn. 90 here, and we don't have the AC on. 
Okay. They aim it away from your microphone or something. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Adam Hebert uh, is joining us as well uh, for this this final hour of Mike Check Radio, Enterprise Alabama. Welcome to the show, sir. Uh, thank you for having me. Is this any better? Uh, you're really coming in really hot. It's like you're right on your Only mic. Only if you're in a hurricane. Yeah, yeah it's it's really right. loud. So how's that? Move your move your uh, mic away from your mouth a little. Are you on a headset? No, I'm on my microphone. Hmm. Well, it, that, that's better. That's better. Uh, and of course, Miles Lagan, Port St. Lucie, Florida, the the Galaxy Master. Uh, thanks for subbing for Bobber and or Rain tonight. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Glad to be here. And Michelle Lagan, I'm glad to hear you are having a good time tonight, and uh, thank you as well for subbing for. Bobber and or rain tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm actually enjoying it. It was kind of like a new blackout day for us. Miles had a day off, and we were just been gaming. I surprised long, so. Michelle with it. Yeah. I took today off, and she didn't Ooh. know. Those are always fun surprises. Excellent. To her when she comes, when she thinks up, says you you have the day off. Like, yeah, she smiles. Yeah, it's a good day. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, Adam, welcome back uh, from your your vacation. I know it was a sordid tale. Of betrayal and <laughs> uh, I know Kai uh, Kai has betrayed you. Your uh, toothachingly cute, adorable. What? Uh, what do you say it? Adam. Adam. The fan ate him. The fan ate him. Uh oh. He fell into the fan. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to technical difficulties with. Not with Adam Hebert. <laughs> so where, where are you, Adam? Uh, so anyway, um, uh, we okay. We're gonna go ahead and uh, and when and if Adam uh, sorts out his issues, uh, he will be with us here. But uh, I, let me mention this story real quick um, uh, because uh, 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 Sandy and Derwood popped into the chat, but had to leave. And she said, "I hope Sony mentions this story." And it is important because I did see Cat talking about this earlier too with someone else uh, from MSNB tweet, MSNBC's Twitter feed. A federal court has unanimously ruled that Ohio's congressional map is unconstitutional and must be redrawn for the 2020 presidential election. So uh, we'll get more on that for Tuesday. So that's exciting. Um, and if you if you click on that link and look at our, our congressional map, it is a hot fucking mess. Mm-hmm. It, it is a hot mess. So you know what it looks like? It looks like Pennsylvania's before we redraw ours. Well, I'm you excited know, our, our about Supreme this. Supreme Court made us redraw ours. Well, this is this is good. This is good. So, oh yes, uh, uh, it's happening all over the country. I mean, this mm-hmm. this is going to go in front of the Supreme Court. Well, and that's, thankfully that's okay. we have some some uh, uh, justices on the you know uh, on uh, you know the the federal you know on the state level that are willing to uh, say no. This is this is mm-hmm. bullshit. So anyway, Adam, are you there? Okay, um, I'm going to hang up on Adam and call him back and see what happens. Uh, okay. So uh, let me see. But yeah, so all right, we don't have a jingle or anything for it. Uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, we are. We just saw episode three 
um, the the Battle of Winterfell. I, I forget the actual name of it, the episode. Um, but uh, it the was the long night. The long oh the long oh, there there's Adam that sounds so oh, much sorry. better. I'm apparently not allowed to have a life of my own, and so people think they can throw shit at my door. Okay, you're here now. Right. Calm down. Um, sorry, you're having issues. Um, but uh, but anyway, the long night. Yes, um, mm-hmm. that was quite an episode, folks. And uh, I, I want to get everybody's take on it because. And I don't want to get into the details of it because uh, I don't want to do spoilers on this show because I don't know who out there who watches our show actually or listens to our show watches. It's like me saying, you know, calling Putin and said, I, I heard him smile. Um, so <laughs> uh, I-, I just want to get everybody's overall take and your satisfaction level with the episode. You can bring up, um, you know, Incidents without mentioning names, I suppose. Right. Just speak it as vaguely uh, as you can. An appropriate level of vagueness. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm talking about, Miles. So, uh, it, Miles, why don't you go first with your your thoughts on the episode? So, the you know, it, it, uh, there's <sighs> loved it. I mean, um, there's this real sense of anticipation about what's going to happen, which we know it's going to be big. Now. My, I, I really enjoyed when a um, certain individual shows up, and uh, let's just say, you know, uh, how do I vaguely put this? <laughs> um, helps t- to try to even the odds. Yeah, that's that's a fair. Okay, yeah, that's vague enough. You I know, think we and, could talk. Um, I, I think we, you're talking about the very opening where Melisandre comes yes. back. I, I think. Yes. We, that's safe. It's a spoiler, but yes, it happens immediately in the episode. So, yes. So that that was an interesting to me. I was like, because um, that character, you know, hadn't shown up yet this season. Yeah. And I was, I knew she was still out there, and I'm like, you know, she she's she's uh, you know back in the the previous season. And if you haven't seen the previous season, too bad. You know, that's it's spoilers coming. She was under death threat. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. From John and Davos, uh, I think yes. Davos was the guy. Davos Seaworth so, said he would execute her right. for Star again. Exactly, and so you know, and she was still out there, and she still decided to show up. So you know, I was like, yeah, okay, you know, that's uh, that that uh, that was an interesting thing uh, to her. I won't go into any more about what you know results of of you know, and, but yeah. Uh, it was like it was a very it was a very fist pumping moment, but that was that was also fleeting. <laughs> uh, okay, I wasn't gonna go there, but okay, yeah. Well, I'll just say you know without getting specific because it, again, it's the very beginning of the episode, so it is it you is. know. Um, but you know, it creates a great visual. Yeah, it does. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I was I was jumping out of my seat. I was yelling at the TV. It was awesome. Uh, Michelle, go ahead. Why don't you uh, talk um, about whatever you like? I thoroughly enjoyed it. It. Um, I was very. Um, uh, um, I was almost right on my alternative pick from the Death Pool. Oh yeah, yeah, and I'll have to give. I was almost right. 
I will, I'll give this much of a spoiler for our cumulative death be, death pool is, and I'll, I'll send the list uh, to uh, to you guys for the show tomorrow. Uh, but we we accurately predicted four uh, four folks their yeah. demise. So I'm uh, well, Michelle and I watched the after show. You know where the directors or the producers are talking about the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And okay, so this I'm pretty sure is not a spoiler. People die anyway. So yeah. um, it's true. So the in the after show they were talking about a certain character and ha- you know giving the uh, you know the limelight to this certain character. Yeah, and there were I I'm I'm pretty sure that they said that there were other characters that not deserving of the limelight it's possible others may have died that we don't yet know about correct ah okay all right yeah i can see that i would like to supplement by saying it's probably unlikely i mean if if a major character was going to die it would have probably been on on screen. I don't We're think any... about the major characters. There's a lot of minor characters. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm saying I don't think a consequential character would have an off-screen death. I got to tell you, know, you I got to say right. something real quick, Adam. I don't know what's going on, and you, it, we don't have to do anything. But your voice is actually pitched down through Skype for some reason. <laughs> Oh jeez! No, it's okay. You don't have to change anything. It's. I'm just saying. It sounds kind of it's, badass. It's a little glitchy, yeah, but it, it's rough. like your voice sounds wow. like sounds like you 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 know, uh, you grew an extra testicle or something. <laughs> or, 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 no, I'll, 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 I was gonna say he put, he put on his Batman cowl. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So Adam, just say I'm not wearing hockey pads, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wearing hockey pads. Yeah, there you go. That's good. So, <laughs> am I still pitched down? Uh, it, it a little bit, but it's. I think it's just our connection. It's it's kind of funny. So, uh, now say it's not a car. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a car. Yeah, see, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you have to go back and listen to the podcast. It's hilarious. Don't change a thing. Um, so uh, I have to wait, figure wait. this out because I got a show tomorrow. Adam, well, Adam, you'll have an extra Adam, testicle on your show too. Adam, say I'm Batman. I'm, I'm Batman. Don't do the whole Kevin Conroy one. Oh come on, you guys are doing <laughs> do it. Do it. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I gotta. You can do it. Oh, he just I, he I, skyped out a I little bit. Glitch. I heard a little glitch. Yeah, yeah. just he. I think we just lost him. I think the Joker got him. I yep. think we scared him. Mark Hamill is interfering. I think Mark Hamill's got him now. I think it's over. Hello. <laughs> there you are. There. You, okay, go for it. Go for it, Adam. Oh, I was going for it. I don't know what's going on. It's got you. You you disappeared for a second. Do it again. I am vengeance. I am the night. I am Batman. There you go. All right. Thank you. Uh, so, I, I don't ladies and gentlemen, one night on. only right here on Turn Up the Night. Uh, Adam Hebert Amen. is the Dark Knight detective. So With an extra testicle. Yeah. All of them. So. <laughs> it reminds me of an old baseball joke, but I won't tell it. <laughs> Are you sure you mean <laughs> no. that? Is it, is it, is it filthy? Uh, 
Huh? Is it is it filthy? All of them. No, Sorry. No, no. It's just uh, just uh, this guy took his old Italian uh, grandfather to a baseball game back in the in the forties, and they were explaining baseball to his grandfather who was okay. just from Italy, and he said, uh, well, well, he said to Joe DiMaggio just got a walk and went to first base and he goes why why he going the first to base and he says oh he's got four balls he goes ah, walk a proud joe walk a proud <laughs> there you go oh walk a proud joe walk a proud walk a proud <laughs> i've never heard that that is good uh, okay so all, all right, right. Let's try this Okay, let's try this. <laughs> is, it, is it really no better? It's it's actually better. Okay, I think it's because now you have all the balls, all of them. <laughs> all of them guys are playing a trick on me. Yes. I think I'm. I think you guys are playing a trick on me. I didn't even have to You're pitch like- myself down. I can do that naturally. I can just pitch my voice down like that naturally. Now we know you're playing with the Roland again. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. No, if I press a button on the Roland, it'll sound like this. Then I'll sound like I'm doing this. But no, that's actually my real voice. Um, oh, wow. Can you so. make Jeff Sessions sound like he's saying I'm Batman? <laughs> I'm Batman, motherfucker. There's a challenge for you. Hey, where's Robin? I got some cookies for him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'll get you, Joker. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Yeah, I don't uh, know what's going on with this. You sound like you're at a driving range. You got a bucket of balls. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all of them. So, <laughs> suck it up, cupcake. <laughs> yeah, this this turned out to be a much interesting segment uh, than I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, one thing you cannot say about Adam Hebert is you've lost your balls. You can't because he found he found the balls that everybody else lost and took them himself. Oh, yeah. He got them so, in the bucket. Yeah, he's like yeah. that guy out in the driving range that picks up all the balls. Yeah, Frankenballs, just a whole bunch stitched together. So, uh, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, Adam, uh, go ahead in your manliest voice. Tell us uh, your overall reaction <laughs> to the uh, to the episode. Well, um, <laughs> I-, I think that this is classic Game of Thrones, you know, and George R. R. Martin in that. They're subverting expectations. Um, you know, uh, for example, it's pretty clear that for the most part, Game of Thrones is set in a male-dominated world, and yet who has risen so far in this series? The women. Mm-hmm. Brienne of Tarth is now a knight of the Ooh. Seven Realms. Adam, spoilers. That's well, that was, that, was, that was from that was the last episode. episode. Was that the last episode? Yeah, yeah it wasn't. That, that was the ep- yeah. We we can talk Brand about of that. Tarth, Brand of Tarth I, is now a knight of the Sun okay. Realms. All right, yeah, I know. It's fine. Cersei is sitting on the Iron Throne. Uh, Daenerys is regrettably within a, a an inch of uh, of being on the Iron Throne. Sansa Stark is now ruling as Lady Stark. Probably you know, one of so the I mean, wi- one of the smartest politicians in Westeros right now too. 
Yes. But so again, we're seeing the subvert in this episode, we're seeing the subvert subversion of a lot of expectations. And it is driving the MRAs batshit crazy. And I love it. I love it. <laughs> I do too. Especially when you say it in that super manly voice. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I'm I'm like I'm like I'm trying to I'm doing like uh, I'm doing like a, a, a Peter Quill to your Thor right here, saying no, oh, yeah, I, I know what you're saying, Adam. I totally know what you're saying. Are you trying to sound like him? <laughs> no, I always sound like this. <laughs> Great reference. Thank you. I'm just, I'm worried I damaged my microphone while we were traveling, in which case I'm going to be very upset. I don't know, man. I, once you hear what you sound like, you might be like, yeah. damn, that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> You're giving me the vapors. You I know. But some- Lindsey Graham already fainted, uh, and he hasn't even heard this show yet. So I just, I, I'm going to try one thing. So if you'll excuse me for a moment, please. Oh, no. Don't, it. He, don't take don't it away from I- us. He's gonna come I gotta back. Fi- I gotta fix this. I gotta fix he's gonna come back, and you know what he's gonna say to us? He's gonna say, "If you want more of this, you're not gonna get it." Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let him work on that. Uh, we, we got a couple more minutes to talk about this. Um, uh, l- let me just say this. Uh, you know, of course, because Adam, being the most alpha male here with that voice of his, um, I. <laughs> I I, I want to say uh, I, I'm totally with him on that. The the MRAs and the incels and everybody they are losing okay. their little now? minds. Wait, say it again. How am I now? Ah, oh, you took it away from us. Damn it! I hope this microphone isn't busted. I spent a lot of money on it. What'd you do? Where did the old deep voiced Adam go? Bring back Manly Adam. <laughs> yeah, bring back. <laughs> Fine, I'll do the rest of the show. Uh, we're just going, Adam. We no, no, we're just we're just having I, fun. That was a fun little thing. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh no. Uh so Adam Chain turned into all the extra balls. He's just down to two. Um <laughs> Uh, but anyway, but yeah, I love that it's driving the incels and MRAs crazy. There are some people where I'm, I kind of understand where they're coming from with their anger with this because there are a couple little nitpicky things I have about the episode that I can talk about at a later date. But I am chalking it up to the season isn't over yet. Nope. We have three more episodes and we don't know what's going to happen. George R. R. Martin gave his ending to Dan and Dave. And they are this this show has been spectacular all the way through. People have, are already like, I can't believe that's all there is to X or Y or Z. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you see the last three episodes? You know, it's kind of like all the fucking jagoffs who were like, oh, no collusion, no obstruction, just oh, you know, before the Mueller report was even out. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you read the report? Did you read all the unredacted stuff? Uh so so yeah. I, I I'm I'm there. But um um anyway. Huh. More thoughts on this, Michelle. Do you have any other thoughts on on the episode? I'll give everybody like a, a good minute to to discuss whatever they would like about the episode again without going into too much. Um, the surprises are there. The um. 
the choice of hiding places were interesting. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been nice if things were a bit easier to see in this episode. It was very dark. Mm -hmm. That is a universal complaint. That is gave it a really desperate um, feel to it. I Very felt much like that, an alien. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was desperate to see things. Yeah. Well, you know. Hello, darkness, my old friend. You know. Uh, and I was surprised by the Paul Simon cameo, honestly. Um, <laughs> yes. <so>. Art Garfunkel is going to be in the. Back. Yeah. Oh no, God. Um, uh, <laughs> ginger bowls. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, 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 you're right that I think that is the one universal complaint is some scenes were a little too dark, especially for anybody who doesn't have a TV like Joe. Oh yeah. It's 900 inch TV. The 350 inch. Yeah. The 900 inch. It's over 9,000 inches. <laughs> yeah. Ah. A mirror 65. That's all. A mirror 65. <laughs> Uh, yes, we turn all the lights out, and uh, it was dark in here too. Yeah, it's lights. over nine thousand. <laughs> I was looking for it. Uh, t- yeah, we turned all the lights out too, and that I, it was so funny because, like, uh, I actually was getting a glare from across the neighbor's driveway on the on the TV. It was so dark. Oh. So, you know, from their window across the the, the drive. You know, I mean, it's, it's only like, you know what. 10 feet between the houses or something like that. And I was like, Oh man, really? Um, but, uh, but no, it was, it was, it was very dark. Uh, anything else, Michelle, before I pass it to the next, uh, throner. All right, miles. Uh, give us, give us another minute on, uh, on anything you want to talk about from the episode. So I have another prediction to make, and I'm hoping I'm as accurate with this one as I was with my last one. Do you want to say that for Mike check radio? It's just a prediction. Okay. It's not a, I'm not. Uh, it's it's just a prediction. I'm not saying uh, it, it, it's. Uh, I can say it tomorrow as well. Okay. All right. Um, so I can see in the future that uh, Sansa and Tyrion, their relationship starts to warm up. Oh. I could see. That because I don't believe that they've ever officially been divorced. Oh, that's interesting. There, I've never thought of that. I mean, but it, but it, I don't think really marriage and divorce works like it does in our world as it does <laughs> no, there, though. So. One way or the other, though, I'm just saying that the relationship. I mean, when you look at, I'll say that. I mean, I can go. I'll, I, uh, you know, I, I'll I'll go into more in depth in it tomorrow night. All right. But it has to do with their character development and uh, similarities and so on. All right. Very good. And uh, Adam Hebert, I found your extra balls. Uh, they're right over here. Uh, <laughs> Adam, give us uh, give us another minute on uh, the last episode. Uh, you know, uh, uh, there were some deaths I, I wish hadn't happened. Um. Uh, we all know I'm a fan of, of a certain badass on the show whose name isn't Stark. That's correct. Uh, but 
but they made those deaths count. And I was, I, you know, I mean, the one that hit me the hardest was particularly appropriate. Yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. So it was, um, <laughs> she, it, this person went out like, like a badass. It was, it was, it was, it was very badass. It was very badass. Oh, I see what you did there. Oh, I see what you did there, Hebert. Uh, that's, that's, no, this would be me talking in my regular voice. And if I put this on, then I would be sounding like this. So yeah, that was, that was natural effects and, uh, the extra one. I don't need to have pitched all the way down, uh, with that. I, Cause well, I can go this deep. Um, <laughs> Wow. Anyway, that's that's like balls <laughs> to infinity there. Uh, and wow. all right, Joe Santorso, I'll give you another minute on uh, the last episode. Uh, well, first of all, it went the way I thought. This is like football game, sports analogy. First mm-hmm. half, second half. First three episodes, first half, kill the king. Night king, second half, kill Cersei. So, you know, that's the way I thought it would go. Second of all... Uh, what the Wait, hell did you just give away the huge spoiler? Huh? <laughs> did you just give away like the hugest spoiler there? <laughs> did I? Well, yeah. what the hell? <laughs> uh, just a bit. Uh, Way to go, Joe. All right. Oh, well, kill me too. Walker um, with pride, Joe. Walker with pride. <laughs> yeah, Walker proud. Uh, Walker no, proud. Sandra, what the hell? She's like a goddamn Bic lighter with a bad flint. Why does it take so long to light things? Well, I have a theory on that because she was rattled the I second. The, she was rattled the, the second the time around. Yeah. Say it again, well, Miles. Miles, I blame the deity she worships. Uh, yeah, he, I, he, I blame he, the big company for that. Well, there you go, there you go. Maybe they should go with Scripto or Zippo next time. Yeah, I think next so. time. Uh, Zippo, wind, wind resistant. Second of all, uh, sign found on House Mormont. Please discontinue newspaper deliveries. <laughs> oh! uh, on a related note, on a related note, uh, Sir Davos of Sir da- <laughs> Sir Davos Seaworth has marked himself safe uh, from the Battle at Winterfell. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I, and I will say all this talk about um, you know my testicular acquisition it's back oh god damn it (laughs) you're like oh god damn it (laughs) god damn it someone drew grog the goliath naked and someone asked how he walks and and percy replied with confidence and pride there you go goliaths are part giant yeah, yeah. Well, and, on that note, and and I have, and and by the way, I, I don't think any of the Targaryens are ready to for, for the throne, okay? Because what the fuck are they doing? They did well, nothing. If they, you they, what, what the if you are free, if you are free tomorrow to talk to Mike Check Radio, we we can arrange it. So, but we got to go to the break right now. Uh, so (laughs) deep dive tomorrow on my check radio, if you have the time to spare. So anyway, we're going to go ahead and go to the break. Uh, Adam, would you like to request a song in your deepest, most manliest voice? Hmm. Mm. 
Uh, um, walk let's a proud, hear... Adam. Walk a proud. <laughs> well, what's been played tonight? Uh, the Heart by by uh, Bobber. Oh, that's right. It's the Green News Report. Uh, can we do a Atomic Fire? I think we can. That's bombastic. Oh, Atomic Fireballs. Remember those? So, uh... All right, uh, let's go ahead and do. Uh, you know what? Let for fun. Let's do the uh, Casio demo atomic f- fire uh, and uh, see how what that sounds like. Very slow compared to the 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 proper version, but it'll be fun. It'll buy me a little bit more time to use the boys' room. So anyway, uh, let's go ahead and go to the break. We'll be right back. We'll see what uh, how deep Adam Hebert's voice is when we return. After this, turn up the night with Kenny Pick. A smooth talking, jive talking street thug. KennyPick.com.
Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Lights out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played with laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with... Oh, wait a second. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. <laughs> oh, of course. I'm sorry. I forgot. Uh, thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, uh, Scranton. Thank you, Port St. Lucie, twice. Thank you, Enterprise Alabama, via Chicago. And, uh, no, yeah, no, it, I'm, not, I'm not in Illinois anymore. I am I, No, I, I meant you don't like to be called an Alabaman, so I figured I'd, I'd say... Oh, you're, you'd indulge me. Yeah, I, I'm, in, I'm. I'm trying to help you out because I mean, I you obviously proved yourself as the alpha male tonight on the show. Um, Am I gonna? Is this gonna end up in the show title somehow? Uh, <laughs> That's an idea. Uh, Adam has all the balls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Whatever strikes my fancy. Uh, but anyway, welcome back to the show, everybody. And apparently, was that an instrumental version that I played of Atomic Fire? 
because Livin said so straight in instrumental for that version. I guess yeah. I walked away. I didn't. I just it just pl- kind of it just kind of ended all of a sudden too, which was really weird. Well, it's a demo, so you know. Uh, I mean, they're, they're not. You know, it, it was it was like I what I how I used to write songs a lot um, is. I would make demos by just selecting like a random beat from a Casio and recording it for a couple minutes, two, three, four minutes, whatever, five minutes. And then I would noodle around on guitar until I came up with a riff. And then I'd see if I could sing on the riff. And if I could sing on it, I'd lay it down. And then I'd layer it up with some keyboards, some bass, whatever. And then I would take it to my drummer, Greg. And I'd be like, is this doable? Can you see another way to do the drums? Whatever, you know. I, I, basically, I just use the Casio as a timekeeper, you know. Uh, and, creative process. And, you know, so... And, and, and I never, no two songs were ever written the same way. Some of them, I, I came up with the, the melody in my head, and I would just write the riff down somewhere, uh, or, you know, record the riff, whatever. Um, write it down with tablature or hum it into my cell phone or something like that if I was, you know, commuting or something. Uh, or I'd come up with a lyric like, you know, um, I think Role Playing Master was a good one where I came up with a lyric to, you know, um, because the rhyme just came to me for that. So anyway, I don't want to get into songwriting 101, but, you know, it was, it was just, it's always, it was always a fun process. I would just, you know, crack open a beer. Record a Casio beat, noodle around, and try and come up with something. And I did. I probably did that for a lot. A lot of the Hairwolf songs I did that way. A lot of them. So, but anyway, uh, welcome back, everybody. Uh, let's go ahead and um, uh, yeah, I got through all the audio, and um, and Adam, your voice is back to normal for some reason. I miss. I missed all the balls, Adam. The disappointment. I'm, uh, well, I, I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> wow, Miles. I'm, Miles went a little, a little more hurtful than me. <laughs> so, what? what? No, I'm just saying what we're all feeling, really. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm pushing buttons. You know me. Relax. What the hell? Everyone else stabs me in the heart. Why? Why should my friends be different? <laughs> oh well, come on. Uh, my nephew won't hug me before he leaves. He's a weird little kid. Kids get weird when they're that young. They get By all the way, they get uh, all judgy. I, I, and I, I know I missed name calling, uh, and I know yeah. this last minute, but I should have asked. Uh, today is Kai's fourth birthday. Can he get a belated birthday banner? Oh, I suppose. But I'll tell you what, Kai, if you're listening, and I know you're not, <laughs> you better hug your uncle because he, he's 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 a man. Uh, so anyway, all right, Kai. Here's your birthday. What it, it, the adorable, toothachingly cute? Is that what, what do you? I forget how you say. It. Uh, obscenely adorable, toothachingly cute nephew. Kai, here you go. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey, hey. Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday. Oh, uh, whoever's, whoever's cat that was has perfect. You know that cat has perfect timing. <laughs> oh, 
Was it Brandy as usual? Brandy, but, uh, you're a fine cat. You're a fine girl. Oh, what a good pet you would be. And I just remind you, Kenny, that as a, you know, since Kai is a member of House Hebert, one day he will be one of your many bannermen. Oh, okay. All right. That's good. So, um, and, uh, all right. So I'll make him warden of studio SB. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, wardian, w- warden of West Park. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let's go ahead and, uh, and get to the, and let me tell you what, I'm, I'm so sick of this weather. Um, I have bad news cause last night was the Thor concert in Lakewood that I was supposed to go to. And I had the most outrageous sinus headache all day. I couldn't oh, go. No. I couldn't go. And you know, you want to know the most hurtful thing about it? Kill the hippies played. They were they were one of his openers, oh. and they wanted me to sing a song with him, and I was like, "Mort, I'm so sorry, but I can't." I was, you know, and tonight I'm just like, it's it, it's not. I have a little bit of itchy eyes tonight, um, but the the phlegm is just ridiculous. But yeah, I just I was down for the count. I just laid on the couch and played stupid games on my phone last night. It was a big letdown. So. Anyway, John Michael Thor, my apologies. Uh, but uh, anyway, maybe we'll catch up with him next time around. And of course, the second time he played in Cleveland ever was also on a Thursday. First time he played in Cleveland on a Thursday. Second time on a Thursday. Thor's Day. So anyway, um, let's go ahead and get to Mad Libs. And uh, we only have two. We should make short work of this. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. This is madness. Don't get mad, get mad libs. Oh, God bless Matt Libs. Okay, here we go. Uh, we'll go alphabetically on the program tonight. Adam Hebert, I need the name of a conservative. Uh, uh, let's go with uh, Ann Coulter, a classic. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, Joe, I need a number. Twenty-four. <laughs> uh, Twenty-four. Walk with proud. Walk with pride, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> walk a proud, Joe. Walk a proud, Joe. I'm sorry. Walk a proud, Joe. Um, <clears throat> Michelle, I need an adverb. An adverb. <laughs> yeah. Slowly. Slowly I turned. I thought the same <laughs> <laughs> M- Miles, I need another number. 86. 86. Adam. Really? Adam, a verb ending in ing. Um, am I allowed to be as filthy as I want? Uh, you absolutely can be. Let's go straight for the bottom. Fucking. All right. Adam fucking. <laughs> uh, 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 well, or maybe he's talking uh, more like Lindsey Graham was. Uh, you know, uh, from top to bottom. Power bottom. Yeah, from. Oh wait, wait a second. Uh, hold from on. From top to bottom. There we go. Uh, all right, and uh, moving right along here. Where is it? 
Where's our other Madlib? Here it is. Okay, so we left it with the Adam. Joe, I need an animal. Um, Darn it. I, sh I wish I had gotten this one. Well, you could take it. No. I no, he just went. You. We only have four, We only have five left. Shrew. All right. Uh, and Michelle, I need a musical instrument. Piccolo. Piccolo, also a character in Dragon Ball Z. Yes. I'm glad you picked up on that, Kenny. I did. And they had a character named Garlic Jr. as well. Did Garlic Sr. ever make an appearance? No, not that I know of. Hmm. But I'm not a huge fan of Dragon Ball Z. What's that? <laughs> that was a strange noise. Um, so, all right. Uh, Miles... Wait, am I? No, I skipped over Joe. No, I get. Okay, all right, yeah, yeah. No, you so got now, Miles, I need a verb past tense. Fisted. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I just read that in context, too. It's going to be awful. awful. Um, You're welcome. In a, in a, is it going to be awful in a good way? No, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't think so. I think it's going to be very dark. Uh. <laughs> uh <laughs> Adam, I need a noun. Your animal could possibly work here. Uh, well, then let's try platypus. Platypus. Uh, grab him right by the platypussy. Uh, all right. You get the last one, Joe. Verb, past tense. Circulated. Circulated it is. We're going to go ahead and start with this one. We have two Mad Libs. These are from uh, more Mega Mad Libs. And I think this is from the, the science one that's in here. I don't know. Because they, they combine like several different Mad Libs. So, oh, man. Those are going to be... Oh, wow. Those are good. These are uh, Mad Libs from outer space in this compendium here. So here we go. Here's some outer space poetry for all you beatniks out there. Or should I say spacenicks? <laughs> or sputniks? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that evolved rapidly. Um, here we go. I'll, I'll, uh, I wish I had some beatnik music. Um, I don't think I do. Uh, the, the, I don't know. Let's try this. Let's try... Um, oh, stop. Stop. I've started playing too many things. I'll play Starcross by The Price is Right, since this is the space one, so. That's so not beatnik. Anyway. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little shoe. How I wonder what you are. Up above the litter box, so high. Just like a donut in the sky. <laughs> wow! Thank you, kitty. She heard me mention the litter box. Thank you, Brandy. Alright, our next poem is Hey Diddle Diddle, the Shrew and the Piccolo. The cow jumped over the plumber. The little dog fisted to see such a sport. And the Justice League ran away with the spoon. <laughs> Why would the Justice League take the spoon? Well, that's because Joss Whedon came in to fix that's because Joss Whedon came in to fix a movie by Zack Snyder. <laughs> All right, here we go. Starlight, Starbright, first ball I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might. 
have the platypus I circulated tonight. Alrighty. (laughs) 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 Alright. Okay, this one is called Our Universe. Sort of. The Earth is a flowery little planet on the outer edge of a corrupt galaxy called Ann Coulter. (laughs) The center of this galaxy... galaxy. Oh, this is where it gets really fucking wrong really fucking fast, too, folks. (laughs) Because... You know what this one was? It was this one is is the first noun in it was filled out by somebody in the chat room. <laughs> so you know what I have to do. The center of this galaxy is called the Milky Penis. Don't say penis no. Get out of my house! And it extends for twenty-four parsecs. <laughs> The parsec is a metric Russia that is used to measure the vast distances between honest reporters. <laughs> the vast distance between honest reporters. Uh, there are, there are mil. It should have been honest uh, attorneys. Um, there are a million billion planets in our galaxy, and they are all slowly drawing away from each other at the rate of 86 miles a year. <laughs> hmm. The little respectable spots of light we see in the sky, which we call corrupt attorneys, are really suns in, a dist- in distant solar systems. Each of these suns has dozens of huge dogs spinning in orbit around it. <laughs> Now that it <clears throat> now that is uh, that is the way it is. So you can stop fucking about it. If you don't like the universe, you can always go someplace else. There it is. Uh, big fat book of Mad Libs, folks. Wow. So yeah, if you don't like it, you fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Gee, uh, you can go on fucking about it. Yeah, it, yeah, that it got very dark at the end. It did. It got very harsh. It was. It was as dark as the beginning of that Game of Thrones episode. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Except on Joe's TV, he's got. You can see it all. I have a uh, br- a brightness setting. Do you for 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 battles? Oh, okay. Pretty you got dark, the ba- battle battles. brightness. <laughs> battle brightness. Yeah, they call it. You just push it's BB on the remote. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I would be worried about hitting that because I thought maybe a BB would fly out of it and, you know, <laughs> well, crack your screen. Your out, kid. Yeah, shoot your eye out. Uh, so, anyway, let's go ahead and start wrapping things up here, uh, folks. Um, Tomorrow, uh, the dragon boats go in the water, and I foolishly volunteered myself to go help. Uh, so <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, it, it, I, I want to make sure Susan's not short-handed, so I want to try and get him. It's a really fascinating process putting the dragon boats in the water and getting them out, uh, because we, we we go down to uh, Merwin's Wharf down in the flats, right on the Cuyahoga River. And you actually have to use, like, um, there's a stationary winch uh, to raise and lower boats in and out of the water. Uh, it's crazy. It is really crazy. It, you, you have to put these straps on it, and then there's this big crank 
uh you know with gears and a, a big pulley and everything and uh it is wild it's wild i i i had the honor of helping take the boats out of the water last year uh, no 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 we put no i was there to put them in the water i don't think no i wasn't there to take them out so yeah so We'll see what happens uh, tomorrow uh, because it's supposed to rain all day. So hopefully that doesn't scare people away. But if we don't have a respectable amount of folks there in the morning to get the boats in the water, uh, we're not going to be able to do it. So that's why, you know, Susan said about 10 to 12 people already signed up. And I was like, well, count me in because if, if it's going to be a matter of one or two people, I want to be there to make sure I can help put them in the water because it's a big job. It's a really big job. So, uh, cause those boats are long, you know, we, we have to carry them, um, with, you basically put straps underneath them, uh, and get one person on each side of the strap and you've got like 12 people carrying a boat, you know, so six people on each side. So it's, it's pretty impressive cause the boats are really long. They're like 16, 18 feet long, something like that. So uh because they hold a lot of folks but anyway uh so yeah so that's what i'm doing in the morning and then i've got the party tomorrow so i hope you guys have a great time on mic check radio tomorrow as well uh but uh let's go ahead we'll we'll go uh uh the with the mic check radio crew reverse alphabetical order um and then we'll give joe the last parting shot so uh miles what do you got on the way out and thank you once again i i really appreciate you and michelle uh stepping up and helping us out tonight no, no, not a problem. Uh, always happy to chip in. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's a final parting. Oh, uh, Sansa and Tyrion sitting in a tree. K I S. That's it. There you go. That's it. All right, Michelle. What? What were you gonna say, Joe? I said maybe Tyrion was sitting and she was just standing. He was up in the tree. Never mind. All right. So, uh, Michelle, what do you have? Um, not too much. Um, I'm glad you, you kept it on the positive, you know, uh, forceful way. The Democrats have been showing up lately, and that was that was really nice to nice to hear. And it, I like I like hearing the hypocrisies being called out, and people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just hoping that it bears fruit. It's going to be for nothing if these guys just skate away as they have been. Um. But um, just because of tomorrow, I want to say may the 4th be with you. Oh, that's right. That's right. Tomorrow, uh, Star Wars talk, I'm assuming, on your show tomorrow. Uh, so, Adam, uh, what's your parting shot, sir? Uh, you you got a big agenda for Star Wars tomorrow? Uh, we'll see. Uh, we're definitely going to talk about it. We've been, we haven't done any political talk for like what the past three weeks. So we're going to have to catch up on the bar report. Um, but my parting shot is, uh, rest in power, Chewy. We already miss you, Peter Mayhew. Um, yeah. you know, he was, he was a giant, you know, literally, you know, physically oh, and, yeah. uh, and a ama- an amazing man. Mm-hmm. And great to his fans. Yes. Yeah, he yes. was. I mean, he was a tremendously strong person. I mean, he was he was wheelchair ridden, and he he still reprised Chewie in the Force Awakens. That yeah. thing is amazing. Yeah, I mean, and somebody uh, you know who is as tall as he was, 
unfortunately you the, you suffer a lot of maladies because just because of one like you know gravity is is a huge factor and you know bone density you, and <laughs> reminds you know. me of zap brannigan saying you win again gravity <laughs> Yeah, but no, it's it's you know it's when somebody is that tall, you know, you think about the wear and tear on you know uh, average size individuals on their joints, um, and you know cartilage and and muscles and things like that. When somebody is that tall, I mean, you know, uh, I mean, he lived a hell of a long life for somebody who was as big as he was. So yeah, I mean, seven. Seven feet two inches is pretty damn amazing. Yeah, and how old uh, was he when he passed? Uh, seventy-four. Yeah. So for for somebody who uh, you know was that tall, you know, and I, I it, it's, I don't know if that's the case. It seems like that is the case. I'm not a doctor, obviously. I don't even play one on uh, the show. Damn it, Jim. Yeah. Damn it, Jim. Um. But no, I, I, I think, it, you know, from what I understand, there are a lot of maladies and, and medical complications that come from somebody who is that tall. Um, so, uh, but he, he did well for himself and lived a nice long life. And uh, we miss you, Peter Mayhew. You're, you're, you're a beautiful man, and uh, you're going to make many people happy for hundreds of years to come. So. Somewhere, if there is a heaven, he's sitting down with Carrie Fisher, and they're just laughing up a storm. There you go. Um, and Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, you got a teaser for the clown car? Let's see. The clown car um, this week is a best of the clown car because t- oh. Tim is out of town. So there. Well, fair enough. So it's volume 29. Damn. Clown car. Box set coming yeah. your way soon. Oh yeah, Christmas. Wait. Oh, we Wait. need some. We need outtakes. We need fake outtakes from the clown car. Oh, okay. Oh. I can do that. That's easy. Yeah, it's easy. I got a lot of throwaways <laughs> in the garbage can. There you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I just read in here a fifty-year-old man uh, was uh, give thought he was taking medicine from his girlfriend. She was giving him Drano. Whoa. Yes. That'll, that'll clean you up. That'll get all the then, life out of you. Then she gets, she takes him to the hospital, and admits what she did. Oh my Oops. god! He gave him Drano. Oh wow! Now the well, doctor. What, what said, was the motive? <laughs> she she wanted to put. Well, he said he had a hair clog. Sure. <laughs> so, and and they said now his pipes are completely clean. <laughs> Walk with so pride. But, but he may, got that clog right out of the way, but the medical problems, they said, will will be with him the rest of his life. Jesus Christ. Yes. Of course, That's they took her into custody. Good. Uh, and uh, she's she's now in, in, on the prison plumbing uh, team. Well, um, well... <laughs> prison plumbing team all right all right well uh thank you guys for that um i want to give you a quick story game of thrones related for anybody out there who's poo-pooing us talking about game of thrones on on turn up the night here's a story by mallory hughes over at cnn um 
A hospice patient's final request was to see the Battle of Winterfell. The Game of Thrones cast did her one better. Uh, cast members of Game of Thrones surpassed the expectations of an 88-year-old hospice patient in Providence, Rhode Island. Claire Walton jokingly told her care team that she wanted to meet the cast of her favorite show before she died. Realizing that it was a bit far-fetched, she amended her request by saying she just hoped she could watch the third episode. Her wish came true on Sunday. CNN affiliate WJAR reported when she watched The Battle of Winterfell, accompanied by videos from 10 different cast members talking to her. Uh, Cyril Farrell, Sir Davos Seaworth, uh, Pipar, Sir, uh, Sir Marin Trant, uh, White Walker, Kono, and more, all sending Walton some love. Uh, how are you doing, Claire? It's Liam here, Liam Cunningham said. I wish you the best. I hope your days are not bad, and I hope you can manage. The actors submitting selfie videos and playing clothes realize they might not be recognizable compared to their uh, popular characters of the Seven Kingdoms of Res Westeros. Uh, Staz Nair, who played Khaleesi's bodyguard, tried to describe himself as Kono. Uh, he said, imagine a beard, a beard, uh, long hair, and a horse, uh, Nair said, laughing. I just want to say thank you for watching. Thank you for being a fan, he said, and I want uh, to wish you a very smooth transition. I wish you all the best. And uh, the article goes on, and um, very touching, very touching. Um, Cheer up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it, it's tough reading it, So, because I saw this yesterday, and I was like... Um, Game of Thrones is not only an awesome TV show, but it's made by a lot of awesome people. So, uh, you know, I, I, I haven't heard of 10 cast members from any show, whether whether they're bit parts or whatever. I've never heard of 10 cast members making special videos for, for anybody, um, you know, when they were, you know, ailing or dying or anything like that. So well, um, you know that reminds me. Impressive. When I'm dying, could you please get Steve Bloom to uh, send me a little something, something? Um, I don't know. I'm just gonna. I'm just hoping your old, you, the old Adam that died earlier tonight that had a really deep voice comes back, and maybe I'll do something <laughs> for him. So, because <laughs> all you need are balls, right? That's what we're going to hear first on the night show tonight. Uh, I don't know if I'm doing the night show because i got to get up early to do the boat drop. I'll probably program some songs. But yeah, yeah, you're right. I can, I can you're, take you're right. if you want me to. I'll, I'll let you know. Maybe we'll do a joint effort on that. Uh, but, Joe, you were going to say something before we ended? Oh, no, I wasn't. Oh, okay. Hodor. No. Hodor. Uh, <laughs> all right, everybody, have a, have a great weekend. Uh, check out Mike Check Radio tomorrow, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. And, uh, yeah, we'll see everybody next Tuesday. Bye. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities on behalf of the management and staff. We wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Trump is a fucking idiot.